How's everyone doing? Uh, I just woke up from a nap, a little, little nappy nap. Shitty as fuck. But thanks for asking. Where, where have you been, Shane? I was just wondering about you like an hour ago. I was like, where the hell is Shane? Well, so, <laughs> hold on. Let me just. Here's I mean, what, here's if what I'm gonna say. I'm in place. No, no, you're fine. Yeah. Basically, where I've been is this. Big fucking life changes for me. Divorce. I'm moving to Seattle. Um, I've also been going through it. I'm not gonna lie. For all kinds of reasons, most people wouldn't even begin to understand because the phenomenon. <laughs> I don't even talk about like some people got to see a video of an experience I had last night. I don't talk about it or post shit anymore because it gets wild. And it gets fucking crazy. And then people start doubting my sanity. So um, I think, Astral, did you see the video I posted? I, I sent to you in the DM. Yeah, Dude. I saw it. Yeah. I saw so it. Check I this did out. see that. Here's what I'll tell you. Last night was the first time during an experience. So I'm so sick of this. I always get in a place where I'm like, fuck aliens, fuck ufology, and it pulls me back in. But last night was my... Second to last night in Yakima Valley before I move, you know, changes. Hmm. I'm sitting outside and I, in front of my face, man, maybe I'll get, I'll post the video, man. Just give me a little bit and I'll, I'll post that shit. But uh, anyway, I'm looking straight ahead and I'm just kind of pouting, you know, woe is me. Like anybody, life sucks for all of us, right? Trauma is why they're here for me. So as I'm looking ahead and I'm, I, I see colors, I'll see a, a blink, but it'll be red. Then a minute, 30 seconds will pass. I'll see a different color, different part of the sky. Just one blink, and time's random. And all I could think is, fuck off, man. I don't want to deal with, is it human or is it alien right now? I just don't even want to. <laughs> so I'm sitting pouting, and I'm really pouting. I'm not going to say crying. That's pretty much what I'm pretty much doing, just sitting there like, what the fuck is even going on, dude? Midlife crisis kind of bullshit, right? No biggie. Everyone goes to shit. Right. And yeah. as I'm sitting there, all of a sudden above me, no fucking shit. I didn't hear anything come in. I didn't hear anything leave. Fucking above me. The first thing my brain goes to is, is that an F-16? I'm talking low and right above me. But then my brain starts thinking, wait, that's not an F-16. That's really low. So I look up. Sound's gone. And there's an orb. So I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm just watching it go across the sky. My phone's in my pocket, and I wasn't going to record shit because I, I, I tease them up. I tell them, fucking impress me, or I ain't, I ain't pulling my phone out. I, same shit, I don't give a fuck. It's Yakima Valley. Orbs and shit happen. It instantly doesn't turn. It comes back, just changes direction. Instantly, the orb does. And I'm like, whoa, what the fuck? And I'm still thinking about that sound. My body was shaken. The sound was so much that my entire body shook, like vibrated from the sound. Like it felt like a hell, like literally an F-16 was maybe three houses above me, but it was a lot lower. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I start recording it. And then I just record this orb, come back, go across. And then later I go back and look at it. I'm like, holy fuck, that's a triangle of orbs. So I think, I think it was a triangle above me. Um, that was actually above me, and I heard that shit and felt that shit. My actually first thought wasn't like, oh, is that the craft that I felt? I kept thinking, was that our craft? Did someone just fucking elf tech my ass to kill me? Did I know too much? 
That's all I kept thinking. Did I just get a fucking disease from electromagnetic fucking low frequency waves, which is a thing? I was kind of freaking out about that. So I sent a cut to my sources. I was just like, hey, I, I'm to the point with the, my, the phenomenon and my experience. I don't even bring my phone out and try to record. It happens so frequently. And then... Like that, but yeah, I don't know what the fuck it was last night. All I know is this. This is the wildest part about it, too. I don't even know. wasn't even going to say this. So after it happened, like, I don't know why, but after it fucking happened, I came in and passed out. I was... It felt like I was fucking just elatedly high. My eyes were watered, so I came inside and I passed out. And I actually woke up this morning with a fresh, fresh fucking look in my eyes. Like, all right, I can do this divorce shit. Let's get this shit done. That's the only reason I'm here today. Man, I was like, like, I started thinking, wait, what? Am I so fucking lonely that when other these fuckers show up, I'm like, man, I'm not that lonely anymore. My friends are back. I, I don't know what it was, but all I know is this. I felt whatever that sound was through my fucking body, but my, my I didn't go. My my brain went immediately to like MK Ultra, like oh shit, they're coming for me. I know too much. Uh, That's where my brain went. Wow, you had quite quite an experience. It sounds like I would have rather been doing that than being at work today. Say that much. At least the yeah, guys posted on my other channel because this is I had it, have it set to private. I do that a lot now. If I get some shit, I'll just send it out to a couple people because I don't have like I'm so fucked up right now with my life that I don't want to talk about some of the other shit besides the UAP shit and her. You should post it in the chat, bro. Post that video. It's in a, well, I'm it's going interesting. To, but it's too. on the wrong channel. I had it on my. I have two. Oh. I have my channel, which is what I. So I keep it private. I'll have it. I'll just upload it real quick. I'll have them do that shit, and, and I'll make sure I put it up in there. But, yeah, I – and it's shitty. It's a cell phone because, again, I'm outside. My shit so much, I'm like, fuck off, guys, unless it's something impressive. But I didn't notice the other lights traveling. That's when I was like – because I think I'm even talking like, oh, it's got to be a satellite. Oh, it's God. I'm trying to do prosaic things. Then I go back later. I'm like, wait, what the fuck? That's two other lights in a triangle formation traveling with that light. So I didn't see those though, but the sound spooked me. It actually oh. freaked me out quite a bit because from some of the research and shit like that and the way I felt afterwards, I don't know why. <laughs> this is what's weird. I don't know if it's because one of the truth. I've been struggling with one of the things is this. So the harassment shit I've got put behind me, you know, I, I, I got it all figured out. But now I've been battling with how much of my experience has been people fucking with me now. And then – my, my brain starts gravitating towards, was any of this real? Did I bring this up because I needed friends? And I've literally been battling how much of my experience is real. And I'm sitting outside battling that shit and telling it to fuck off whatever it was, thinking it was human. And it, I swear to God, it got my attention. That freaked me out. The sound was right the fuck above me. It didn't come in like a plant near, you know, gets louder. It was just there. And by the time I looked up, the sound was gone. And it was just the orb. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? And I just watch it. And I, I didn't even bring out my phone because it didn't make sense. My body was tingling, <laughs> fucking tingling, chills. And I'm like, what was that, man? I was like, okay. And then it shifted back my direction. That's insane. I, I don't even know, dude. 
no idea, but it freaked me out. When I came inside, my ear, eyes were watering. I was all giddy, you know, giddy, kind of like feeling good, but I don't know if I was feeling good because, man, I've been dealing with some bullshit, and that was kind of a different interaction or a different experience. Holy shit, though, man. I, I passed out, woke up this morning, and just started packing. Put, you know, all that procrastination you- was behind my ass. Hey, did you lose any time? Actually, I I don't know. That's a possibility, but I didn't check, and there's only one way to check. If I did, it wasn't much. I, I've got two videos well, on my phone, question. I don't know where the second video came from. So, Really good question well, you, to ask. Yeah, i got two videos from the experience. Well, I don't know you need when to start and where the other with, one is, came from. Well, you need to start checking what time it is. If you have an encounter like that, look at the time real quick. And then, you know, start observing it again. And then, you know, uh, maybe, you know, a little while after, look at the time again. Because you never know when you get abducted, you know, because they wipe your memory. Sometimes I, I, I remember being abducted a couple times. And I've actually seen aliens right next to me. So, uh, yeah. Hey, you want to know something really <laughs> crazy, though? Speaking of, you said abductions, and I'm not going to go there yet, but what I will say is that uh, I've been talking about dreams. I keep having a repetitive dream, same dream, right? This kind of answered my dream last night. Like, I've been pushing off a lot of my stuff that I, the research and stuff that I've been doing just because of life type shit. And I'll be damned, I have a dream that's, I don't know what the fuck it is, but it's got a robe. It's got tentacles coming out from behind the robe, like, as hair, like you would see off the... Oh, uh, yeah. Right? So, and it's pointing... Yeah, if you told me about this. Right? It's pointing frustration. Like, I'm not getting something, doing something, and it ends. And it's over and over. Well, last night, I'm not joking. I kept saying, fuck off. When the light would flash, like, not dealing with this shit right now. And then that fucking sound right above me, man. And I was like, oh, what was that? And I was kind of perplexed. Jesus, man. Because, again... It was so loud. My only, the only place my brain could go was when I was working on a flight line. It was an F-16, X distance away. But the sound was way lower. Like that. It's interesting that there was was a sound associated with it. Because sometimes you don't even get that. No, what I'm saying, when I say sound, it could be an infrasound, ultrasound. Like only reason Ah. I probably, I was feeling it. I was literally feeling feeling gotcha that's the kind of sound i'm not talking so it was like, more of a sensation than like yeah, an that's audible why, that's why I, I probably should have explained it better that's why i don't think i heard it approach and go away whatever oh, okay. it was was my body felt it and i i remember it's just like oh, that vibrational loud. state with yes. astral projection loud. yeah they go wow that's Actually, a that's wow it. that's oh. it right <laughs> i never thought of that like that before that, that's so you're, funny you're you're hemising hemi- hemi- well, 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 and all of a sudden it starts going. Yep, that. yep. My entire body was feeling that shit, but by the time I looked up, there was nothing there. Nothing. It was just that orb, and then that that video. Let me take care of uploading it to the other site, so uh, I could post it in here since I already yapped about it. I don't want to be one of those guys. Real quick, too, I just wanted to recognize a few people since obviously we have a lot of great people that are here with us. I see Heather and Christian and Ray, Rhonda. I haven't seen Rhonda in a while beautiful Rhonda always sharing like 
really awesome stuff on her timeline sightings and footage and photos and whatnot happy to see you here and of course the lovely hey ocean is here happy to see you too it's nice i had i had kind of a depressing week uh up and down and kind of a tough day today so like it's really nice to have all you guys here honestly astral and old vet too like makes me feel a hell of a lot better these are still my favorite days like uh remote viewing days like i look forward to it all week long um i just wanted to say shane for what you're talking about like we all know about the pineal gland we know about the little uh crystal in there it's made up out of um was it uh cellulite light or whatever carbon and oxygen and so the idea is you put pressure on that and it acts like a little transducer transceiver whatever and uh, uh yep. but there's also crystals with like within your uh inner upper inner ear as well and you have magnetite in your nose so you know the idea that you could be hit with some type of frequency you know you know when you get mad right and you're like your head gets all you know you get that big red head and steam's coming out of your ears like you're actually creating a stronger field by electric field i stole that from b but uh you know you're actually creating a stronger uh electromagnetic field around yourself it's not like totally crazy to think that something could hit you with um some form of uh like wavelength or radiation which then would cause pressure on certain parts of your body if Green was here he'd talk about the god helmet and that type of stuff but um yep. yeah i did post a video you're gonna have to listen to it after the space because it is kind of quiet but i had a very similar thing this is when i was also missing time as well i didn't even remember taking the video and in uh right after i took this okay it was like four in the morning i went out for a smoke i was like why am i up and when i went out for a smoke a helicopter went right over my yard like at the tops of my trees fucking like like a uh, searchlight and i was like hi just like wave to him but then when um i took took a video of that but then later in the day i checked my phone i'm like what are these and there's like a 15 minute period where i filmed this light um making this very unique again humming sound like it kind of sounds like metal rattling but like i'm not sure what it's rattling against and it changes changes frequencies as well so i shared that in the nest for you guys but i'm happy that you're doing okay and uh yeah i love being here we love you too that was such a great piece of information because there's a book i was reading a few months ago that specifically spoke about uh, a certain meditative practice in which you're able to interact with that crystal in the pineal gland and like you just literally nailed all of the information that was in that also real quick and then i'll let old vet get to what he's i'm sure he's got plenty to say after all that i just popped up on my screen i, just, I see john is here and i see jared's here i just wanted to say hi to you guys appreciate you being here and uh wow we have like a really really great group tonight this is gonna be awesome yo if shane wasn't uh hosting spaces when i first got on twitter this wouldn't be happening so shout out right there too definitely i remember those days all right so here's what i did i just went ahead and it, twitter only so i went ahead and did a tweet in this thread here i think i uploaded the fucking video and then I'll post it in the nest as well, too. And, yeah, shout out to Shane for – but you know what, man? Don't give a shit. Guess what? Chupacabra got me in the spaces, and here's the fucked up thing. One of the things that's important to me, this whole creative outlet, you guys, I think it's just super important for experiencers and other people. So we should probably give credit to everybody that takes part in these different things. doesn't matter where we go. Let's just be here, be kind, be nice, love each other, and realize there's some fucked up shit going on. There's not a lot of places to talk about it. So what do we do about it? 
we can pine like I've been doing, which I've been pining. Like, I mean, it's funny that I think about it and I talk about it now because I've, how many people do you know that are pining about, you know, losing family, divorce, and then on top of that, fuck you aliens. Like, honestly, like pining about why me? This is only hurt. There's no, where else do you go, dude, for shit like that? There's nowhere else that you can talk for shit like that. I mean, you can do YouTubes and stuff. So make sure you retweet the space. Give it, a, give all these uh, host, co-host speakers a follow. I actually kind of cut my teeth up in these spaces, and I, it's, I'm kind of trying to find my footing because I'll, I'll share this. Uh, someone reached out to me. I'm going to be writing again. You know, on top of my anonymous type stuff. Come after the first one of my new home. Definitely going to be writing again. And you guys all know him. I don't want to talk about it yet until. So working on stuff there. But yeah, J- John, I'm glad your mustache is here. I don't give a shit about you being here, but your mustache is always welcome in my spaces. That's a great mustache, man. Like if I only had a mustache, I don't think it would look right. So for someone to only have a mustache, but it still looks cool. says a lot about their character, I think. Oh, yeah, it does. But I... I think I posted. I posted in the nest. I may not have. I don't know. Somebody else. Sorry, I'm not trying to flood your nest. I put three things up there. I put the pineal gland activation meditation that I learned from Gaia. Just about how to get your spinal fluid flowing and then the video. And then, yeah, that's it. That's all. Sorry. Flood the nest. Flood it. Actually, don't thread that spinal fluid flowing. (laughs) You should flood the thread because after we all say goodbye, the nest is gone. Right. So the thread is there. That is true. I screenshot them a lot and pull links from it and save it. Good points, everybody. You know what you should do? Anything that you think is related to this topic, remote viewing, UFOs, UAPs, consciousness, which I think all that's related, put it in this thread. If you you had (laughs) something that's related to all, Shane, (laughs) I'll give it to you. All. Because guess what? Guess what? Most people don't realize this. These rooms get more active because it's all based on an algorithm with the thread. The more tweets retweets and likes that thread gets and stuff in there more people come in here and realize holy shit we had an older woman i don't know if she's in here she actually for the first time talked about her experience it was last time i was in a space a while back those actually helped me it makes me realize that's why i came where else was i gonna go and she's like astral you remember that so retweet add different cases whatever you think is relevant or your favorite case or anything along those lines. If you've got a video, throw that shit in the thread and just retweet it. Tell people come on in. I was going to go back, dude, and look at uh, some of the better submissions over the last, like, 50 weeks and start posting some of those. Probably my win. I have, like, a little Hall of Fame. Also, little uh, synchronicity. Well, we'll call it a little synchronicity, but the book that I mentioned just a couple minutes ago where I learned about that pineal gland information was because I believe it was becoming supernatural from Dr. Joe Dispenza and one of the links that you shared up there, ocean sure enough. That's my guy right there. If you've never listened to anything from Joe, Joe Dispenza is the fucking man. Like he will change the way you feel about yourself and the way that you look at yourself in the mirror. Uh, That's a guy I would love to get into one of these spaces one day or like in an interview. He's, he's helped me. I'll say that personally. He that like things that I learned meditation wise and 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 such. Like there are a few people I can say actually had a huge impact on me in that area. Joe Dispenza has had the biggest impact. Like that, I 
fully co-sign on anything that guy Doesn't does. Doesn't he go over, like, living in a fear state and, like, how we are living in fear states and then how to, like, get yourself out of the state of fear and, like, go into a state of creation and, like, how yes. that works and, like, uh, how people get trapped in a fear state and ways to get out of that. Yeah, no, it's wild. It's like, you. I basically learned how to go in, and I'm not, like, you know, advanced with it yet but the whole idea is like to be able to go into a state of meditation with the goal of going in and like rewriting your operating system to function the way that you want it to function like it's essentially you could look at it as like hypnotizing yourself in a way but you're going in and like accessing the files for lack of a better term in your subconscious and deleting the ones that suck <laughs> and then writing up new ones it's like oh well, i'm gonna type up this little pdf that says tomorrow when i wake up i'm gonna be a lot more motivated or i'm not gonna procrastinate as much it's powerful stuff i'm telling you becoming supernatural by joe dispenza is one of my favorite books of all time i recommend it to everybody Well, does that Joe dude, can he uh, see invisible dimensions? Well, it depends on the definition I, I, of that, because he does believe he, he when he talks about meditation and such, he does talk about essentially like uh, a higher dimension, a higher vibration resonance, uh, being in like a flow state where you're accessing this this sweet spot where it's like beyond time and space. You'd have to listen to him because he goes really into into depth about it. And I, I don't want to like chop up and, yeah. and butcher what he says. But essentially, sure, we'll go with that. Like through meditation, I think the answer to that question would be yes. But like specifically uh, third eye activity through meditation. Well, if the human race doesn't uh, start doing scientific stuff where y'all start to see see these things, and we don't move into a science world instead of a religion faith world. I mean, religion has really hold y'all back because if y'all start doing science, if everybody starts doing all the scientific <laughs> we we could get out of this trap that we're in because this earth is a slave planet. And when uh, Lou said that we're kind of in the middle far as civilization goes on the food chain and everything, I'm saying the same thing. And when you're in the middle, dude, all that other shit that religion's talking about, it doesn't apply to, to us. Okay? Only if you're like plus seven, plus nine, you know, something like that. But if you're in the middle like zero, shit, man, that, that's a terrible place to be at. Do you guys know about Project Aquarius, that. Tom? Do you know what Project Aquarius is? Yeah. I've heard of Let's it. Talk about it. Yeah, I do. I want to hear. But yeah, go ahead and tell us about enlighten it. us. No, I'm just reading. I'm looking through all my stuff, and I found a post I made back in June. It says Project Aquarius. Can someone smarter than I access these Canadian documents? Because what happens is because I'm in Canada, I can't always access documents. And I've noticed sometimes I can access documents that I don't think you guys can. So I don't know. Um, I just was having an issue. I'm eating. I will gladly talk about shit like and that. I put it in the but nest. If you want to tell, give brief everybody like what does it give an overview or summary? I just put it in the nest there. Uh, it's so blah blah blah. So it's like a group of um, documents. It says file consists of correspondence and essays pertaining to the UFO crashes. Um, yeah, 
Oh, this is not what I was thinking of, actually. Um, yeah, throw that in the nest, because I'm doing, like, heavy, 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 heavy crash retrieval research, and you literally just mentioned something that has not come across my desk yet, so that's exciting as yeah, fuck. Yeah, put it in the like, nest, though, but, like, a lot of it is, like, it's the file, but then I can't actually access the file. I can only see that the file exists. Usually in colleges, like, a lot of information oh, like okay. the, the like college of ontario or whatever which, which one are you looking at because one of my one of the schools up in call are actually no shit i'm gonna bring this up right now actually emily one of my sources actually mentioned that uh one of the colleges up there the one i use is calgary uh i think it's calgary something but it has a huge amount of files but you kind of got to go there oh really we're talking about the same thing. Yeah, there's the Ottawa, and then there's yeah, there's probably one in Calgary. The thing is, it shows that I mean, it exists. Huge collection. Yeah. I could probably, if I can just, if I can get to it here, I could probably go in. I could download the PDFs, and then I can send them to you. I should be able to get in, and if I can't get in, I'll find a way in. I love that. Share it with everyone. <laughs> I will definitely do that. I think I can. I recommend it highly. <clears throat> If you're doing a crash retrieval deep dive, talk to me or John Lucas. That's for one. But for sure, for what sure. you can do is this: "Magic Eyes Only" by Ryan Wood. That's that's my book, book man. I, that's the one that I. Right. That's what I started with. That's actually my okay. starting point. Cool. So you can get it on Google Play for nine ninety nine. Don't do a John and pay three hundred dollars for the original fucking manuscript that's signed by four elves and some shit like that it cost three hundred dollars because he did that shit and i was like bro it's 9.99 on google Play. Nine, 9.99 so you can grab it there and then 99 dollars for leonard stringfield's ufo crash field volume one through seven that's what i'm missing i have um digital versions that i had sent to me by somebody randomly but i'm Good. missing a few of the volumes so i'm just gonna buy but what them. you want is i've got all the digital versions i've I've got a huge ass research library, but I've got all the digital versions. But the, I'm telling you, the book is worth the ninety nine dollars just to go through. If you like crash retrievals, like some of us in here love crash retrievals, then you're going to want to yep. go through highlight and see different things in there. I recommend both of those for sure. And there's two more books. Oh, not just books. You can go to um, P Research. So uh, PEA Research, right? So you go if you go Google that. They've got a huge database of where they've kind of went through shit like this, different books and things. The Day After Roswell, another very important book, but you want to go with the original manuscript. You don't understand what I mean? Not the, the one that was did, changed later. Did you say PDA research? P research, right? So there's a bunch of different books. They talk about things in there, big deal, whatever. But my point is you want to definitely get The Day After Roswell, Yep, yep, have that. I'm actually going to go, you know what? I'm going to do everybody a big old favor up in this bitch. I'm going to go to the thread. And then there's a like an hour and 45-minute interview with uh, Colonel Corso about the book uh, that's on eyes. And I'll post that shit in here. And it's basically uh, him talking about what he says in the book. And you, the reason I said the original manuscript, stuff was changed. Um, was it by Burns? Uh, Burns was changed, and he wasn't too keen on some of that stuff. So... I also recommend paying attention to reverse engineered tech technologies we may have gained and start thinking to yourself, how long has this been going on? I promise you, 
1933 wasn't even probably the first. I, I In my head, I think it was 1855, Great Falls, Montana, was the first. In my fucking head was where we got our very first crash with people. I don't know why, but that's just me. What's up, Amy? Hey, uh, did you ever look into, someone just messaged me and reminded me, the uh, so the Canadian UAV is the only remotely piloted aircraft system, or RPAS, company to be given approval by Transport Canada for beyond visual line of sight and detect and avoid radar. Have you heard of that? going to put that in the nest so they actually make something appear on the pilot's radar that is not there uh I, I screenshotted it there's links as well but in the screenshot you can see they write um that uh this is very disturbing for pilots with a smiley face that's on their website yep i have the documents the canadian ones uh, so what i'm going to do i'm going to try to throw it up in a drive Make it public and then uh, share the link. It's literally like those things that go on the cop cars and they are sitting on the ground and they are just like, it's a, yeah, it's a grant, it's like a manned UAV, but like this, there's no pilot in there. It's like, I don't know, it's weird tech. I'm here. I'm just looking for that interview, but. I just found a Dan. good one from uh, uh, Dan, who makes the TikToks that I'm gonna I'll just post it. I'll post it up top. I literally I love all of what's happening right now. Like sharing resources and and websites and and documents and files. Like this is. I'm like, so Dan, Dan I'm Warren, so his, his first try at remote viewing, I put up top. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, he did so, real yeah, good. I was looking for yours, the one that Shane won. That was, it was, so in the beginning when we first did the remote viewing, we would determine in the space who had the best one. Cause it was only like 20 people, right? In the, in the very beginning. So we'd right. be like this. And I think um, NW Curious is here. Uh, she was the first one who won the very first week, and I, I'll never forget that. But uh, it was cool because we would, and so Shane, I think, was like week two, <laughs> and so he was like bragging for like a month, you know, uh... <laughs> <laughs> bragging rights. Love that. Let's see, copy link. All right, so I'm gonna throw. I have the, the what Ocean posted here. Uh, this document these canadian documents um i grabbed them threw them on my google drive and i'm gonna post the link in our in the uh in the thread if there's any issues just please somebody let me know just so i can like fix it i've actually never tried to do this before usually i have other people share stuff with me from their drive and i've never actually like done it the other way around for some reason <laughs> I don't know how that's not happened, but I just want to make sure everybody has access to it. I like to uh, make a post of the thing I'm going to share, and then I just share it to the thread, so that way it's saved on my page for, like, later, because otherwise I'm like, shit, what space was I in when I shared that thing? So um, the highlights section of your account, like, works pretty good, too, for saving stuff, I find. Yeah, I just started using that. I've actually started bookmarking uh posts on here now too it's just because i have 
a huge repository of notes just all over the place. I'm just trying to stay organized. I'm actually, what I'm going to do, I'm going to post the link as a re response to your Project Aquarius uh, post so that everybody can, it's just all in one spot. Make it easy. Bro, you know what I was thinking about today that was funny is like Kirkpatrick from Arrow comes into work and his secretary's like, okay, you've got uh, 17 messages. You've got four whistleblowers you got to talk to. There's 16 anomaly reports that happen. You know, <laughs> he's probably got like every day on his desk. He's probably like, oh, fuck, man. <laughs> oh, my God. Ah. And then the air, the website just came out today, so I don't know what people's thoughts are on that. No, I don't think your drive link is working. Um, I didn't see an air website. Sorry. Yeah, I'm working on it. it says viewers can download though, so I don't know. Hey, Tom, I just tagged you. I gotta find the Colonel Corso video skill. So if anybody can find it first, you get. You win the internet. It's on Icon Cinema on YouTube, <laughs> and it'll be Colonel Corso. He's it's a personal interview. He's talking about the book. I actually went ahead and posted Leonard Stringfield's uh, interview. He actually has like an hour and forty five minute talk about the oh, book. Oh, nice! Volume one through seven. So make sure you check that out. He's the original, and I'll tell you somebody else, Michael Schrat. So mm -hmm. I'm such a nerd about this shit. This is no joke. <laughs> I have the video. I haven't even released it yet. Me and Toby were interviewing uh, Michael Schratt. Uh, he's another UFO crash retrieval guy. Great and guy. And as we're talking, <clears throat> I'm behind the camera. I decided to let Toby do his thing because, as you guys can tell, I can talk when I want to talk. And so Toby's doing it. He's interviewing him. And all of a sudden, Michael Schratt says, yes, there was a Mrs. Or he goes, yes, there was an individual who collected over 1,000 pieces. And he starts giving kind of what she did within the government and as a whistleblower. And I – and I just kind of quietly go, Mrs. G? And I start giggling. And he looks at me and goes, you know your shit. And I said, I'm a geek, man. High five. Oh, dude. It was awesome. And then he starts telling me. He's like, yeah, I actually got to go. I talked to uh, Leonard Stringfield's uh, widow. And she let me come and view all his, like, 60-something, uh, what was it? Uh, damn. Books of unreleased just stuff notes and things he was going through that and i'm just giddy as hell talking about this stuff so yeah i love crash retrieval dude so tom get on that shit you make some bomb videos you should be hitting that up i appreciate that man because i really i want to do a massive series on crash retrievals like like really like you know you saw i mean i, I want to approach it the same way that i approached the grays the same way that i'm going to approach some other things that i'm working on i just want it to be like something people can enjoy uh whether it's for entertainment or research obviously so yeah man anything helps and it's greatly appreciated and i will plaster your fucking face and name all over my video if i have to credit this, credit where credit um, is due sir oh, please don't do that people you should include a falcon falcon <laughs> lake i don't know if you heard of the falcon lake thing i don't know if it's like yes, propaganda. matter of fact i got an interview for that like i don't know if it's real or not but it's on our canadian website so i feel like it's kind of just like a face yeah. to be like look we investigated it like this is our official ufo and then like not really having to dive deeper into like the You're talking about the canadian roswell right falcon lake check this out no falcon lake's actually an ahi a serious injury was happened at falcon lake uh, oh wow! You on Eyes on Cinema. You can go find the dude with video and pictures of his belly. I think is what is really fucked up. From look, 
I think. Falcon oh yeah. Lake, bear with me, guys. I think Falcon Lake was ours. So hey, welcome mm. guys. Uh, you're joining this space right now, Astral Space. I'm Shane, old vest symposium, crash retrieval. I guess you would say uh, nerd. I wouldn't say expert nerd and then mentally ill individual who's just getting by right but my point is this you're not going to find much more information on stuff like this that information i can have falcon lake they talks about this one of the things that's really important that stands out for me is that his injury he speaks as if it comes from an exhaust and i talked about this what six months ago we talked our shitty ev tech that we had i think we've had hmm. that stuff since like shit i bet you we had some kind of before by the time we had heard about Roswell, we probably already had some kind of tech from retrievals. We've been flying them. So you have to ask yourselves how many of these craft that we are seeing are ours and theirs, how many crashes are ours and theirs. And that's one of the things that I, I, I was kind of working on before, you know, life took a giant shit. So, yeah, man, I can help you out, Tom. If you guys have questions about crash retrievals, things like that, that's actually – one of my fortes, because I'm a super nerd on that super shit. Yeah, you know your stuff when it comes to that, dude. And it's just you're you're always the first person I think of. If it's like if I if I have a question about any of that or I'm thinking about that, I'm just like, dude, I know Shane's got an answer for sure. You're like the local expert on that, and I'm I'm trying to catch up. You know what I mean? Like I know quite a bit, but I, I'm I'm hearing and learning a lot that I didn't know about through uh, Stringfield and through. Ryan Wood and such, those materials, and it's just, it's staggering how much material there is. It's like, you wouldn't even believe it. That is a huge file that you sent, by the way. That's too big! It's too big. I'm trying to save it. Oh, just, no. Hey, you should buy the books. I made the mistake with uh, the crash retrieval uh, on, on Audible, because uh, since I, where I work, I work in heavy machinery, and I, I basically just listen to my headphones all day, and that's kind of where I uh, you know, use that time for my UFO stuff. But then I got to volume four on Audible and it's like a 54 minute, uh, it's a very short volume. And I'm like, man, like, I don't, I'm not, you know, 1599 or whatever, waste the whole credit on something that's an hour. So I suggest getting the books uh, instead of using the Audible. But it's really interesting. Even just by volume three, there's a lot of information there. I don't even know how that guy got all that info, but yeah. But hey, by the way, did anyway did anyone listen to the Joe Rogan podcast? Apparently, there was a chapter in the Air Force dedicated to uh, UFOs. I had no idea. That kind of blew my mind. I never heard of about that. Okay, there's a there's a what? Okay, slow down. So there's a first. I can tell you, you asked a question about Stringfield, how he knows, how he got all the sources. I cannot answer all of that. So Stringfield was actually military. He was Air Force. He witnessed a, uh, I guess you would call it a, what would they call it back in the day? My grandfather saw one of those. Damn. The old school, um, God, just Nazi Germany and shit like that, guys. What they used to call them? I'm, I'm having a brain fart right now. Foo Fighters. Foo Fighters, you. yeah. You got, oh, gee, thanks for the help, Christian. So, <laughs> Basically, he saw Foo Fighters, and one of his jobs, I think it was Intel or some shit like that. So he had sources before he got out, and he knew they existed because he saw them. So he spent his time and dedicated, and he was hardcore on this. And if you also like Streamfield, no shit. One of the things that I've been doing, I think I started three or four days ago, 
I don't work like everybody else. My life isn't normal. I started listening to um, actually on Audible, uh, Situation Red. I've got the book, but I wanted to listen to Situation Red by Stringfield, The UFO Invasion. Love it. And it always reminds me like, oh, yeah, that's right. I do this because the answer is for myself. I don't do this any other reason. So quit bitching. So that's an awesome book. He He's really have good that about book. taking witnesses. Dude, check it out because he's good about taking all witnesses seriously. Before a lot of people did that shit, right? Yeah, like, I like that attitude. Excellent. Yeah, it's it's the stuff that I do have between that and and you know uh, magic eyes only. It was just like it's like it feels like every page is just like a gold mine, and your just your shovel just keeps hitting gold. It's just crazy. You're just like, wait, wait, what? In what year? Where was it? It's it's unbelievable. And the fact that there's that Air Force connection that you can clearly see the Air Force has been extremely tight lipped um, as far as their involvement in this entire situation at this point. You know, the Navy it has been a hell of a lot more forthcoming. The Air Force, they they what have they done? Right. Like publicly since 2017, nothing really. They haven't said or done much of anything in regards to uh, disclosure of any kind i see is is that ufo shane down there of course it is no but now oh, he's got like, his hands up and uh <laughs> i agree they haven't and it's because they have crap and they're trying to hide some shit and we'll talk more about that in a minute but nasa yeah yeah hey shane tom astral how are you uh what's up man i just want to let you guys know uh i'm actually calling you from a <clears throat> jail cell here in cape cape canaveral um there is a NASA special holding cell for UFO Twitter people who are very naughty and have very dank memes. So I'm being detained, but um, someone smuggled in a cell phone in their butt, and here we are. So crash retrievals felt like I needed to dial in here. Two things I think are really cool. Number one, living here in Pennsylvania, every summer, I want to say uh, the end of July, there is a Kecksburg festival. <clears throat> and if you guys know anything about Kecksburg, right, there is a crash uh, of an object there that it is pretty legitimate. Like NASA had the files. Uh, oh, I'm talking about NASA. Um, somebody had the files and Leslie Kane sued that federal entity and they uh, lost the files. And something was definitely recovered, but it's a really cool, uh, even if it's not a UFO, like a look into how like the military handles recovering stuff like that. Um, and the second thing I was going to say that uh, you guys know engaging the phenomenon, right? James Iandoli, he's awesome. Love him. Um, he does, uh, he usually does a crash retrieval week every year. Um, and so if you go look in his profile, like if you go search crash retrieval, like he's got really cool um, resources on crash retrieval stuff. He does. He's actually a good one as well. Uh, Oh, one of the things I, I'll call it, I, you know, what's funny, uh, Astro, you know, I was thinking about the other day as like, as a UFO reporter, right? As like the, the Ryan Leaf of UFO reporters. Does that make sense? Yeah, you get it, don't you, dude? I, <laughs> that makes I, way I, too much sense. <laughs> uh, dude, he I said like, Ryan Leaf. My ass just went fucking boom, right? So Ryan we're talking Leaf. About, we're talking about crash retrievals. I actually was a UFO reporter for Roswell Daily Record. I'm getting ready to be one for someone else. But one of the things that we actually, my experience, I'm not going to say stumbled upon. We have a crash retrieval legacy whistleblower that's still sitting out there. And he talked about a lot of this stuff. And 
and things and gave us information and this shit's legit. And one of my things is this Kexburg. I think that was a, keck, a takedown. We have teams that take these bitches down. Matter of fact, here's where it gets wild. One of those teams is located where Hansford. Where's that? Eh, 30 minutes away from me where my experience started that became obsessed with crash retrievals, became a reporter covering. Yeah, dude. I feel like aliens grabbed me by the testicles and pulled me all the way to here. Dude, right? That's, that's nuts. Ryan Graves said something about uh, UAPs uh, being seen uh, dog fighting each other. Uh, I don't know if it was like a few days ago, which was interesting. Uh, I don't know if it's NHIs fighting between each other or us with our um, UAPs, but that would explain um, a lot of crash retrievals. I've always wondered if that's how they go down. We it's asked so- Kevin Day about that in the space when he was yeah. He said no. Yeah, we did. He hadn't he hadn't seen anything like that. I think what was being described wasn't necessarily actual dog fighting, but I think it was just the best way to describe some of the motion that was being seen. Not necessarily a full on dog fight where projectiles were being, you know, sent back and forth, but just the general motion of the craft that was being witnessed. That's how I took it at least. Absolutely. Yeah, I was- can I can I jump in here for a second? I, I, I'm new to the channel. Yeah. Um, can, can you guys hear me? Sure, Ken. Okay, um, I'm a longtime native of Pensacola, Florida. I'm not sure if you guys are aware of uh, how our UFO capital status is in Pensacola, Florida, but I, I have seen some some of the dog fighting that you were uh, speaking about, and it's not that projectiles were thrown or anything, but I've seen multiple military units from our Naval Air Base, uh, Eglin Air Base, Eglin Air Base actually tried to intercept these uh, UFOs in the center of Pensacola Bay. Uh, there's there's hundreds of thousands of people that have seen anomalies all around the Pensacola area in the Gulf of Mexico here. And it's not like it's hidden. It's, it's as clear as day. You see them. And uh, for some reason... Uh, there's never uh, a good explanation from the military or anybody as to what's actually going on whenever we see these occurrences. Is it jets responding? Helicopters? Like what's jets? What's, is, yeah, is jets. It, uh, yeah, yeah, jet, jets from both directions. Uh, I mean, anybody that's familiar with uh, the Panhandle of Florida here, uh, we have several naval air stations. Uh, we've got. Every branch of military uh, w- within the tri-state area, and it's definitely uh, a response that comes from all of them whenever these things pop up. And I've I've witnessed at least half a dozen uh, uh, UFOs. Um, I, I've seen some things out in the Gulf of Mexico that were pretty strange uh, in the middle of the night. I've done commercial fishing out there, and um, a lot of this stuff isn't explained. And it never makes it on the news. No one ever really talks about it in general. Uh, they just go, yeah, I saw, I saw some crazy shit the other night when I was out in the boat. And I'm like, yeah, it's like there's certain areas of the Gulf of Mexico outside of Pensacola Bay, Destin, Panama City, uh, all across the Gulf Coast here. Th- th- there is a lot of strange anomalies that happen, and it never makes it to the news, and it's just the locals that talk about it. And we know our locals. We trust them. And 
you know, we're, we're not about bullshitting around here. We, 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 we just say, hey, what I saw the other night, that was crazy, and I don't know how to explain it, but it wasn't natural. It makes me wonder how many sightings have been, like, off of the coast or in boats compared to on land. Oh, oh man. shit. We talking about boats, that. Like, how many more sightings would happen, you know, like, out in the water? Like you guys know about the Gulf Breeze incident, right? I'm sure a lot of you know about Gulf Breeze. I read a book about that when I was a kid. And then, like, years and years later, I read this article about how, like, somebody had bought the dude's house. And they found, like, a model of the UFO. And, like, I've done some research on that. He made a model afterwards, right? It was So, from what I could tell, that was literally just planted in the guy's house to, like, discredit everything he was talking about. I believe because there I were believe a lot that. more people seeing no, the craft. I, I think it was he actually made the fucking model of what he saw and just left it behind, so people because they were like, "Oh, that's what like, he was using to, you yeah, know, yeah, take the photos." Out about that shit. What if it's this? What if it's Julia? What but if all apparently, is Julia. They tried to use that against him. They tried to be like, "Oh yeah, well, this is the model that he used to fake those UFO photos." But then there were a bunch of other people that I read about that were like, "No, I." Saw the same thing. I've, I've, I've seen some crazy ass shit that I cannot explain. I've even stopped on the middle of the Bob Sykes Bridge, which goes between Gulf Breeze, Santa Rosa Sound to Pensacola Beach, and actually came to a complete stop on the top of the bridge. And I was looking east, and my girlfriend was with me at the time. I said, what in the hell is that sitting on top of that cloud? And she was like, holy shit, wow. I about got rear-ended by, by the traffic. But a bunch sitting of other people... Sitting on top of the cloud? Dude, like... Like I've 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 looked up all the clouds that could possibly do that, and there there is there is one that yes can mimic it, but the thing is the cloud is not going to have lights on it and a rotational uh like you know on the exterior of it, and it right. dude it the lights started turning. I mean it was just like one light, two light, three light, four light. You know it went all the way around from our angle, like from the west looking to back to the east. It was sitting like on top or back behind this cloud, and it was a crazy what? shit. And and the lights started to go in a three sixty motion until it made like a solid band of light, and that thing just like fucked off back to the east and just disappeared. I just found the book too, uh, the Gulf Breeze sightings, which was written by Ed Walters and and Francis Walters. I just found the book. Yeah, I I, I, I read it I when I was coming, like nine. I think they're coming for our weed because we used to be one of the, like major pot growing capitals <laughs> in Florida, with Santa Rosa <laughs> Island. Uh, but no, it's uh, technically we have so much uh, like experimentation going on with uh, military technology and everything like that that they're kind of wondering like what. What the hell are y'all doing down here? But I, I can't even say that it's not our own military doing these operations in maybe preparation or just future technology. I, I was going to ask you, right, did you, did right. you, do you get a sense? Did you get a sense that it was our technology close to what we have or that it was just so strange that it was, you know, otherworldly? Uh, well, that that was just one instant instance. So it's like mm. that 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 shit spooked me. But I'd already seen a lot of other stuff over Pensacola Bay. Uh, we used to hang out down the train tracks on the bluffs and stuff as kids. And uh, we have the Pensacola International Airport coming in. So we, we, we get used to planes, helicopters, everything, private planes. And I've seen so many anomalies over the bay. Uh, weird spotlighting happening on the water, which a plane's not going to do that unless it's in a nosedive. 
and it definitely wasn't helicopter because right. you could hear it from miles away, you know. And it's just yeah, there's there's I've seen some pretty strange shit around Pensacola, Florida. And I, I've, I've I've been here for thirty six years now. I came here from England in nineteen eighty seven, and uh, I and I'm not like. A crazy person, but I I remember as a child flying in over Pensacola Beach and looking down at the white sand, and I was like, "Shit, that's snow, just like in England." And then I got off the plane, and then ninety <laughs> degrees hit me in the face, and I was like, "Where the oh, fuck did I man. land?" Oh my god! Yeah. Here, I I got a question for yeah, you, go uh, for based on the fact that you've seen all these different things. Aside from what you've already said, out of all those sightings, was was there any one in particular that? that really stood out amongst the rest as being just like this one takes the cake like what which one was like the one where you're you were left with very little doubt that what you were seeing was clearly not uh something that could have a prosaic explanation i i i would i would definitely have to say the bob sykes bridge experience like i i've traveled that bridge hundreds of thousands of times and like I've never put on my brakes unless it was traffic in front of me. I locked up the brakes and I was looking to the east and I was like, "What in the hell is that?" That's what that reminds me of the sighting I had last year, like near the end of the year. I saw this gold or excuse me, not gold. It was this like crystalline glass cone object while I was driving the work van, and I I mean, I'm in the middle of traffic and it's just like I had to make like a decision. <laughs> Because I was so distracted by what was happening, I pulled into the parking lot, Dude, yeah. got out, and got my phone ready. In it. But it never came back. It was only up there for a few seconds, but it was enough to make me stop. And and I even reported it to to New Fork and everything. Made a post about it, but it, I didn't capture it though. And it's just that it was disappointing. But I still saw it. <laughs> There's no question about it. I saw what I saw. Yeah. Well, I mean, my my girlfriend at the time, like, she saw it too, and I was like, "Call your dad," because he lived on the island. Uh, on Pensacola Beach, and I said, tell him to look to the west, like, looking directly to the middle of Bob Sykes Bridge, and tell him to look that direction, and say, like, just, like, what do you see? And he's like, there's some strange fucking cloud. And I was like, yep. I was like, do you see anything? He's like, no, not really. And, and like, no sound or anything. It was just, it was just sitting there. And then, wow. like, the lights started just blinking, just a little bit in rotation, and as soon as it made that solid band, it just like went. I mean, I guess back to the east and directly up, and it just disappeared. And I had like four. It's just amazing because it's such a hot spot. It is. I, I'm I'm not sure what the hell happens here, but uh, there's another, uh, you know, a, 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 a weird thing that happens in the bay. Well, actually, Santa Rosa Sound. We have these. Uh, what you call uh, like a, a a freak wave, like there's no boats or anything that are going through the sound at that point in time, and there's something that creates a current in between the island, almost like a little like tectonic shift or something, and it will create these waves what? out of nowhere. Really? Yeah. And this is. Has, has there ever been like a, a news story that they've run about that? No. Is it like a thing that locals know about? Or? Yeah, we, we we just look out there and we go, oh, look at it. it's. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, we just go look. It's lapping up again, and it just like it just creates a wake out of nowhere. Because you know what that sounds like. If you put all of this information together, 
and some of the things we've been hearing about uh, the potential that there's these tic tac like objects, and they believe I was that thinking the tic tac, the, the docking, the docking thing, right? And how Fravor saw something that was like just under the water surface, like. Yeah, I mean, we, and we have plenty of stuff underneath the water surface. I mean, we've got sharks, porpoises, all sorts of shit, but they don't cause wake to happen. Even if it's like a big pod of uh, porpoises that are coming through or a pod of mullet or redfish or anything like that. Like, we, like, okay, so if you're on Pensacola Beach, you say, like, uh, down at one of the, the bars looking, looking back to the north over the sound, uh, like, in the evening, like, everybody would have their boats parked up and you could see the boat traffic clear as day between the islands and these wakes would come through with absolutely no boat involved. Uh, we know what to look for for mullet because we're all fishermen down here and we know how the porpoises do their things and they school up bait and everything. There's, there's none of that that's visible whatsoever. And I'm talking about a glass a glass sound, a glass channel in between the islands, and all of a sudden, a wake pops up in the middle of it. And it goes south and north. So it kicks. So there's something that seems to be traveling down the channel, I would guess, or some type of, it looks like tectonic activity. That's what, that's what it really looks like. And, and that's, that's what our islands were made of. It was an Icelandic shift, but we don't have anything that shows up on like the Richter scale with like tectonics down here. So it's, it's just one of those anomalies. I'm saying, I, I don't know if you guys caught it, so, but hey. I said, I, all I said was that it sounds like maybe there's a base underwater. Like, and it, it, it just as simple as that. There's some sort of permanent installation. Can you hear me? We got a lot of underground shit around here. That's so weird. Like old, school, old school Yeah, yeah, I can hear you, Shane. I can hear you. Yep. Okay, because Julia is that motherfucking underground base. Well, there you <laughs> I go. Said it Seventeen times. <laughs> going out a <laughs> little bit though, Shane. All right, cool. You're going so out a little bit fault. here and there. Let me, let me, let me fix it. That's my fault. Then Julia is that underground base, and then uh, was it Caroline? You had mentioned clouds. Our tech. I posted a thread up in the nest. BDM Corp has some reverse engineered tech that looks an awful lot like what you're describing so whoa did you hear that mm -hmm. or no mm -hmm. yep yep got it talking about tech that would that looks like clouds julia julia is an underground base that recreates ai driven craft that do whatever it needs it to do science whatever blah 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 and maybe that's what ryan graves and then or not ryan graves i should say uh and Dietrich and all them saw right well, haven't there that. been stories of like radar sonar yeah. Uh, USOs going underwater and like nothing is able to travel like that. Yep. Yes. Yep. Water that, dude, they were tracking that in the seventies. They were yeah. doing like objects doing like Mach two, like hundreds of feet underwater travel. But here's the thing: I, I think that we have transmedium travel. I think humans have transmedium travel. China probably has transmedium travel. The United States, I'm pretty sure, definitely has it. They're not going to admit to it. Because I also posted another tweet thread, and I suck at this. I don't know if I'll go back and get it. Um, was it the circle within a sphere? I found plans for that. And that's a whole Los Alamos, and I think MI, maybe it's MIT, a combination type thing, right? So we've been learning from whatever we're seeing. And circle in a sphere has been around for a minute, all these different crap. So I think a lot of the shit we're seeing nowadays is our tech. And then 
on top of not just government tech, you got to remember NGOs. You got companies that straight up aren't supposed to flying shit around like that. Mm-hmm. Did you hear what what, uh, what Representative Burchett said to me when I had asked them about abduction? And he started talking about what was going on behind me on the screen. I have, you know, an animation that's, you know, the cube and the sphere bit. And it's funny because when he started talking about that, he used the word plasma. And it like it went by and I'm like, that's interesting. We weren't talking about that. And it's funny. He would call that plasma. Like what spurred him to use that word when I was talking to him? I, It's just God knows what's going on. I think I think you're making a good point, though. You Shane, know what that Bert, uh, said we're learning when right? I was trying to interview him. He was telling me, he's like, you need to respect the restraining order, bro. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, I got to jump in real quick. That whole plasma thing, what's weird in Pensacola, there is like over a dozen plasma clinics to where all the junkies line up and they donate plasma every day. And I don't know where the hell that shit's going. Different kind of plasma, but we get what you're saying. And I used to be a junkie. I wish I could fly, brother. But yeah. the, uh, kind of yeah, so it's the like, circle is complete. Yeah, yeah, I can promise you this. There'd be a lot more junkies if motherfuckers were out there giving away plasma and flying. We're talking about the different state of matter. I think the fourth state of matter is what, what it is, right? So that type of shit. So. But uh, hey, uh, I, we probably shouldn't say junkies. We should probably okay, say Okay, that. okay, okay. Uh, Okay, you, you find wrong. It, I was a straight it. junkie. I mean, I yeah, no, no, no. I mean, dude, I I'm, I'm, yeah, I mean, I've been a musician it, all my it, life. It fits the description. So I, can't, I can't, I can't, I can't really talk shit. So. It's, a, it's, a, it's in the past though, Shane. You know what I mean? Like we're all good now. Good. Now we're just, now we're just nuts. Yeah. So. Hey, that makes me wonder. So, do you think they're drawn to the damaged brain of addicts and mental health patients, or the trauma, oh. or do you think it's because because a lot of damaged individuals broken perfectly broken Gary Nolan's research man Gary Nolan's research on how the the brains of experience drain differ from like people that get I think it's just hypersensitivity and how hyper awareness like there's people out there that wander around their whole lives and they don't even look up like they don't even look at the sky at night they're just like go to bed wake up go to work the next day it's like you guys are goddamn crazy how do you never look up and wonder like what the fuck is going on up there but you know, people are like that. So, uh, but I think it's just a matter of being hyper, hyper sensitive. So I think, like you know, the whole like trauma, like as a kid, like can play into being hypersensitive, being like on some type of spectrum can play into it. I think even seeing a UFO that could be so traumatizing and surprising enough that that puts you into a state of being hypersensitive. You know, everything becomes a UFO after you see one, right? But I don't think it's necessarily trauma or abuse or addiction or this. It's just like heightened awareness or like sensitivity to your environment right correct correct absolutely i, th I think it's it's not hyper awareness it's just awareness and you feel like you've seen something before <clears throat> witnessed something before been through something before and you don't want to have to go through it before so you're just more aware of your surroundings and know that it can possibly happen and you know and it, yeah that's a good point and it amazes me too like just to piggyback off that, that a lot of times people who have had these genuine UFO sightings, a 
a lot of times you'll find they've had a lot of other types of experiences that go way beyond UFO sightings, you know, paranormal, poltergeist, even um, just everything under the sun and then some. Like, I'm one of those people that I've had so many different types of weird experiences that it, it goes across, like, the entire spectrum, All, like, just from A to Z. And it's just like, whoa, why is that? And that's why I always think there's, you know, there's a connection there. And that's why you got to call mine. it a phenomenon. I can tell you why mine is because I'm brain damaged. <laughs> I can tell you that. It's, it's straight up that. It's it's trauma across the board for me. There's no doubt in my mind. As a matter of fact, I can almost to a T, the lower I am, the shittier I feel. Like, you know, going through life shit right now. I'll survive. But it, one of my low points, but the tool's able to survive it, right? I do have the tools to survive this, but I can promise you, I can feel the hurt. And then that's when it gets crazy. That's why I recorded that shit last night. And I, I don't even look up sometimes because... It's such a clusterfuck of trying to figure out. Sometimes I don't have the brain power just to be like, all right, was human? Is this theirs? Now my brain run, runs here. Knowing some of the things that I know that I haven't quite put out yet in reporter form or in whatever form, my brain doesn't automatically run to, oh man, it's aliens. I actually, the first thing I thought, like I talked about, the thing I saw last night, or the, the sound freaked me out because i actually first thing i thought was oh shit it's our tech they found me i know too much i just got elfed which is electromagnetic low frequency tech and mm -hmm. they use that to fuck people up kill people give them diseases things like that early cancer that's where my brain went right because i also know that we triangles that's one of the tech that we do have so i'm like oh shit they found me <laughs> I, what kind of a nut job is it? I'm not even aliens first thing in my head, but I was like, I, I don't know what it was. All I know is I went inside and I passed out afterwards. I was kind of freaked out because my whole body, entire body felt whatever that, and I say sound, I'm not saying I heard it. Frequency. I'm saying I felt it. It's that, frequency. It's, it's, it's right and that's, that's the thing. It's it like low. all life is frequency. Like everything that surrounds us that is what we think that exists or what we see that exists, it's just, it's because of frequency. It's it's because a frequency holds together and we see what we see and we're taught to see what we see. But fr frequency, uh, like cell phones, for example, or computers, that we, we think we can just Wi-Fi to anything and there's we don't even think about what's in between. It's a frequency. That's all it is. And it can either make us well, happy, or it can make us sick or sad. And that that, that is constantly ongoing. And speaking of, hey, wait, I gotta interrupt you because you said some cool shit. How do you, Caroline, is that what? You, let me call you. So check us out. You said frequency. Yeah, you're right. So it's, it's MK Ollie, Ultra, By the way, I'm just I'm just a I'm dude. It's, I'm kind of like a, a tropical thunder over here. Robert Downey Jr. It's it's Carolyn Way is my <laughs> my my music project. But my name's actually Ollie. I'm a dude. Ugh. So all right, Ollie. You can be a dude and be named whatever the fuck you want, bro. Yeah, you can be whatever, named whatever you want. You mentioned frequencies, and I know I posted on my Twitter thread. There's, uh, was it Patriarch? Is this how you say his last name? Hugh Hart. Hugh Hart. He was yeah. the CIA. He was the guy who just MK Ultra Doc. Yep. Safari. <laughs> yeah. So he's got his. Uh, welcome, Matt. So and he's actually got a list of frequencies. Where he he can use to cause different things from elation, you know, being happy, to straight up meltdown, yep. and so that's all. Often when I hear things in the books like Skinwalker Ranch and people felt this specific way, 
Shit, man. Matt will tell you, we've had the ability, our own government, to do some of this well, crazy shit for a minute. Well, this is why you should read The Eighth Tower no, 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 by John Steele. Like, no, for but in real, your Kuhara and uh, Edgar Mitchell wrote about direct per brain action and dire direct brain perception. Like, I just posted about this the other day that, you know, there were some documents that were... Um, Trace back to I trace back to 1952, and that was the year of the year of the UFO, according to Peter Lavenda. He gave a whole workshop on it at Contact in the Desert in 2019. I'll, I'll post it to the Jumbotron, and y'all can check it out. But it's it's important. Puharich was definitely important. The nine, and if you read any Jacobson's. Um, like the Round Table Foundation, like they, Puharich was central to psychotronics. And uh, even today's, uh, the guy that owns, damn it, the hearing aid, uh, Medtronic. Medtronic guy owned Archaeus. And I mentioned that too. So I'll post it to the top. Yo, just a heads up. Um, I'm going to reveal the target in about 10, 15 minutes. So if anybody's here wanting to do the remote viewing and wanted to do it last minute or um, is just popping in here, I uh, posted the remote viewing uh, envelope up top so you can do it. I'm going to reveal it. We can keep the discussion um, going. Um, and I appreciate everybody coming. Again, this is like the 50th week in a row, so it's kind of crazy. Um <laughs> What you gonna... do you have to do something special for the one year, Astral? Yeah, two weeks. Like, that's what I wanted. That, that was the goal when I first started. Dude. It actually for a year. So two more weeks. Kind of crazy. Two more. Uh, wait, so two, it's wait, coming up in two weeks? Up. Yeah. For a year. For doing it a year. Oh, now. dude. All right. Um, all right. I, I got some ideas for them. You're making me feel old right now. I'm Twitter old. I, I, I haven't done these remote. You know what, guys? Do me a favor. I'm going to go ahead and do a little commercial interruption. Retweet the space. Follow all the co-hosts, hosts, speakers. Right. Uh, I've even done this space when I was in pretty intensive PTSD therapy right in Boston. I think it was my second or third when we tried to save a cat, find a fucking dead cat. Or... Oh, God, I was just looking at that, bro. <laughs> Somebody had a lost cat. So we tried to we posted a picture of the cat and <laughs> it tried to post submissions of what people were getting to find the lost cat. <laughs> hey, Astro, I remember when you started these spaces, you know, that's how long we've been doing this old vet. Like, just think about August a year ago. It was last summer. Yeah, it was last that was summer. summer. It was basically a year from now. Yeah. Because I remember Astral saying, like, I'm going to put something together. We're going to figure it out. And I think it was you and uh, Jamie were doing the first one. And it was very much like, okay, I'm going to. It was kind of. We had three different ones, I think. But I actually had a question for you about the RV. Like, do you think it's possible if somebody does a remote viewing before like the target is picked do you think it's possible that like because me and b were talking earlier today do you think it's possible that like there could be human influence on what the target is so like instead of say like if i'm like all right we I, I decide this week that next week i'm gonna try to make the target something like do you think that there could be human influence like uh if if someone's wants the target to be something it will be what they want instead of them guessing the target right does that make sense to you <laughs> like it affecting the machine instead of just picking what the machine actually is kind of it, it makes sense i it, like 
of deciding what the target will be, but it, that I still think that's kind of precognitively. You're trying to precognitively view the target thing that people uh, do typically when they're first trying it is they'll post their submission and then they'll look at the other people's submission before the target is revealed. And so a lot of people are like, uh, they're, they're affected by somebody's submission to be like, Oh, your submission is just like my submission. Well, now they've kind of nullified the whole experiment for them because they've already been affected by the other people's submission and the target, no matter what it is, probably will not have that much of an effect well, I, uh, or well, be as close I, I, as somebody else's. I have like a tainted jury agree because Ed May, like retro causality, <laughs> if you read, like I, 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 I do have a connection to Ed May and retro causality can, there's no boundary between space and time because if somebody's in a skiff and talking about something and goes out of it, and create some entropy in the universe, that information entropy or that Shannon entropy can be detected if it's a major um, discordant note in the universe. That is the, that is Ed May's... Um, it's like you can, pr- you can change a double-blind placebo study based on your selection of patients for that study. And Ed may prove that statistically. Yeah, I mean, sure, but that's just I'm talking about. I'm talking about somebody actually doing the study for the very first time, and the fact that they, even though that they might look at the target that's revealed, they've already uh, nullified their submission because they've looked at other people's targets and have been emotionally connected to that target already. So I guess my question was the do you way think- of, of, of nullifying your submission from looking at other people's targets when you're just supposed to know what the target is. Yeah. My jury, question wasn't that point. though astral. It was like, can the human affect the machine? Like the actual target itself? Like can somebody in this room be powerful enough that they actually pick that target by thinking about it and then they draw it and then they're like, Oh look, I got the target. Well, it's like, no, your mind actually affected the machine that produced that output. That's what I meant. I would say if, if the, if the target is used by like a random number generator and the person thinks that they're using like, psychokinesis or pk to have it determine like it if it's if it's selecting one of four targets and they select which target it's selecting you know over time you could see like if they're if they're selecting the right one like you'd have to do it over time and it would be a test that you could do but yeah you could see something like that but but pat price proved showed whenever he was doing his remote viewing that he could look back in time because he drew something that wasn't even physically there anymore. Like, but you're talking about the greatest remote viewer oh, of all time, of bro. Like, <laughs> why, why wouldn't I quote that? The goat. Yeah, he was, but he was also given. He was a spy for Scientology, and I'm not probably shouldn't say that, but that's right. Yeah, that's. I, I think a lot of people why he thought he was assassinated actually thought he was by the Russians, but a lot of people thought it was actually Scientology because he was ciphering information over there, which is kind of messed up, but crazy. Third party, what's up? Oh, yeah. I had a question. I've been recently following your remote viewing since recently. 
somebody who's been, you know, being successful with you at all on this, and have they done it consistently more than once? And do you follow up with that person? And then also, if, does it help at all if they're, if it's, if it's like a live, you know, kind of scenario speaking with you, trying to, trying to feel, feel you out? What you, what you put in there, or if they knew the coordinates of where the envelope is located, I don't know if that helps at all. But I just wondered if you if you've ever added any of those aspects into it. Uh, but that was really my question. No, that's a good question. And really, when remote viewing got started, there was an interviewer along with the remote viewer. So there would be a person that would be tasking target, but also kind of walking the person who is trying to view the target and uh, kind of guiding them along to get the information. This is just really more of a platform to give people the opportunity to try it or to do it uh, multiple times. Uh, I don't really follow up with anybody other than just uh, really finding out what people's methods are that, that may provide some insight to other people who are trying it for the first time to try and help them out. Um, I, I, and that's honestly one of the things that I'd like to develop is like an app or a judging or some way to be able to easily like keep track uh, of people who are like consistently doing this and be able to, you know, like it's like a batting average over time. If you were able to like keep your batting average. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like who's getting it right or, you know, how, how consistently and just, um, there are people who are doing that like on, on their own. Yeah. Okay, well, that, that's really cool. Yeah, that was a that was a question. Uh, love you guys, most of y'all, and follow y'all. So, appreciate it. Appreciate you, man. Cool. I'm a real target in just a couple minutes. So, if anybody wants to send in their last minute submissions, go ahead, and um, we can keep the discussion going. I thought it was great, man. You guys are killing it. So, I'll kick it back to uh, Tom and Shane. I'm curious, how many non-appropriate submissions do you get still? I don't get as many dick pics <laughs> as I got right in the beginning of like... You. <laughs> what about alien dick pics? Non-human dick pic? Non-human dick pics, man. It's like it's a tri-dick. It could be a quad Dude. dick, octo-dick. I mean, you never fucking this know. This is some, like, after-dark hente type stuff that you're talking about. But we should probably be respectful for some of uh, the other... From the, the people like comics? <laughs> what? Okay, okay, so no octo-penises. We're afraid Undis from that. Undisclosed dong. Undisclosed octo-dongs. Yeah, it's... Crazy. Some, well, that brings me, hey, actually, since you guys brought up NHI dongs, that brings me to a very important question. Are they hybrids? Are they here taking our fucking Oh, my God. What's going on, right? Penile so segue. segue. From the perversion to the real. Nah, the, the government's raping is enough already. We don't need aliens to come down here and do it. So they can slap their octo dick all over the place. It's not going to matter. You know, Keel, a lot of people. Hell, you've got... um. 
Dolce, right? All these places, people talking about hybrid hybridization programs, and you oh, big gotta time. be you, you. You're kidding yourself if you think that if there's a crash, our government would only try to reverse engineer some kind of tech. They wouldn't do biology. I can promise you very oh, much. Man. They would fucking do biology. They would do everything that they could within yeah. their power. And if, yes. dude, if they're funneling trillions of dollars. And, you know, the Pentagon can't even, like, pass a fucking audit ever. Like, what do you think they're doing with that money, dude? They've probably done things that we would probably find terrifying and some things we'd probably even laugh at, too. Like, you tried to turn what into what? Oh, it would. <laughs> you know what I mean? It would you know what's funny off. about the, the audit thing is uh, who's the new uh, overseer of Arrow? They were just on an interview with Jon Stewart recently oh. talking about audits and... um you know, that was interesting of, of now it's like Kirkpatrick's got a new boss and she's like getting his ass into shape. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Jump rope and pushups, you know, hiding files under the desk, you know, the whole nine. Right. Go ahead, Matt. Well, since we're talking about hybrids, like uh, y'all it's Labor Day weekend. I have a four day weekend. So I had some Jack Daniels. I have a question. Yeah, so I have a question. This is a serious question because this is me. Like, if you're a genetic crossbreed between an astronaut and a frogman, and you live in the vicinity of Cash Landrum incident and the first man to ever land a plane from space, and you got some genetics of the right stuff, you know? You know, the people that really can do some shit that have some is public, some's not. You know, if you're that that crossbreed, are you a hybrid, Astral, Tom, Shane, Ray? I mean, no. I don't know if you're a hybrid. We could all technically be. I'll say I'll say that I, I've heard many places and think that DNA is a big playmaker as far as some of the phenomenon goes. Matter of fact, I think some of the phenomenon seeks out people because of some kind of a DNA that we don't understand. And it could be Akashic Record type bullshit. There's millions of flavors, but I think there's, I actually read somewhere, I can't remember where the fuck it was. It was a paper related to MK Ultra, and it gave like four or five different genetic types. And those genetic types had ranges of whether they didn't see people, people, UFOs, UAP, things like that, were abducted, were not able to be abducted, all had to do with, their hybridization, like what breed, what brand, like what they were hybrids of. If they were hybrids of this one, they couldn't get fucked with and get abducted, but they were of this one, they were easel. It's crazy shit. Sumerian yeah. DNA. No. Like old school Sumerian DNA. Someone was talking about the fact that like human beings were actually like a combination of like a ton of different, who was it? Well, look, that said that. nobody's going to be able to tell you where our junk DNA I think we comes all think from that. or what our junk DNA is for a reason. Yeah, something like that. I think, think we about were created this. by them. In a small span of time, we went from being what? Basically, just a little bit smarter than monkeys to having this brain that does these things. And we yeah, got the this big kaboom DNA. for no reason, right? The big yeah, no got, reason well, kaboom. We got this junk DNA as well. So what's that mean? I think I actually... They read it somewhere. I'm sure you can find it somewhere that where they talk about uh, the possibilities of hybridizations. How many people probably are? Shit, there's papers out there that talk about it. It's correct. Like, think about this too. Um, it, like, and I've heard this brought up 
several times. You guys have probably heard this before, but I'll make the point. You know, we get sunburn, we get back pain, which seems to be an indication that like gravity is weighing down on our backs. Maybe we were supposed to uh, exist in, in a lower gravity environment. Sunburn would be maybe we're not next to the exact star that we were supposed to be near. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's different little um, tidbits that you can look at where you're like, we almost seem like one of the only species that has some of these issues all molded into one being. And it's like, we're out of place as a result. And I could be wrong, but I mean, I've, I've heard it presented in that way. And I thought it was kind of interesting. Welcome mistress. Go ahead. Yo, I revealed the target by the way, up top, just for everybody. Um, so and just so we know, it's not a penis. <laughs> it's a dong. <laughs> well, because people keep the backer. People keep submitting the penis, so eventually it's gonna be right, right? To cover up your target, you might want to like repost that target so it gets top front center. I'm gonna draw like the most absurdly detailed phallus that I could possibly muster, and then that will be my submission for the one year. Do it. <laughs> Hey, I, I, it was, everybody stepped on Mistress to talk about penises. We're sorry, Mistress. <laughs> Don't listen to them. True. Those are the facts. Yeah, I was uh, going to say that there's a new episode of Area 52. The uh, the um, thing that uh, that guy Chris does, Chris Ramsey, really good series. And this episode... He's talking about aliens on Mars, and he's doing like a really good investigation. It started out he talked to um, you know various people in regards to like psi abilities. He talks to Yuri Geller. He talks to a bunch of people, um, Joseph McMonagall, like a bunch of people, and it's really really interesting. I need to finish watching it myself it's like 48 but it, minutes but, but long is that, can you repeat what what that is that you're talking about yeah so there's a magician by the name of uh chris ramsey and he's also had an interest uh in like the idea of the phenomenon and, and uh ufos and things like that and psi abilities and all that kind of stuff and uh yeah he's doing a series on youtube every week now where he goes into and investigates this kind of stuff he's doing interviews with people and the episode this week is about aliens on mars you know, I just want to say real quick, like, I love Our Lady Peace and the, what's it, uh, psychics who've never been to Mars and Nazis breastfeeding. Dang, I forgot the name of the song, but you just reminded me of it. But, hey, uh, I think uh, Ray had her hand raised. <laughs> Well, yeah, this is about how they hired psychics to find aliens on Mars or something. Or to, like, remote, I guess, remote view Mars. Um, 
and see if there's anything out there to even explore. Um, which would That's make sense. I know they, they did some remote viewing on the back side of, or like the dark side of the moon too. And they found like bases and shit and like aliens over there. Talk Supposedly to Darcy. Man, Darcy knows a lot about that. Darcy where? He's on Twitter and I, if anybody yeah. ever needs to get a hold of him or has questions about that, like feel free, man. He's real cool. He'll, he'll, he'll talk to you about it. I'll tell you that I heard from uh, that legacy source that when we got to the moon, there were structures at the moon and it was he was under the impression that those structures were from a pre-existing civilization from Earth. Not saying that's the case, but he was a legacy whistleblower for a fact in one of these programs. And he was talking about some of this stuff. One of the other things he said, though, too, was we weren't the first ones to the moon. Hitler strapped a couple of V2s together and did a whole suicide mission. Had a couple photos. Well, one of the first things, dude, Whoa. that uh, one, one of the ways that people took remote viewing seriously was there was like a uh, satellite probe that was going out into our solar system and they asked Ingo Swan like tell us something that the satellite probe is going to probe is going to discover and he said there's a ring around Jupiter and we didn't know it at the time and so when it went there was a sure enough uh, ice ring around Jupiter uh, so we found that information out and you know I think that was just kind of like the start of people sort of taking this shit seriously. Ray, what's up? That is confirmed fact. Hey, what's up? Um, congratulations on 50 weeks. Um, you know that I'm a big fan of this space. Um, I'm here to talk about the target. So this week, I think I got more visual input than other senses, and usually it's the opposite. So um, at first, I perceived... Um, like three round, um, like almost like orbs, but in a triangle structure, like I was getting a, a strong triangle sense. But then as I um, moved along further and, and completed more passes, I got a triangle um, and then some lines. And I was getting um, like a feeling of suspense, um, something lifting, um, feeling uh, like I was perceiving waves and looking at the image, like that kind of looks like the top of the fence, um, the sense of something hovering, like something's on, was on the edge. Um, and it looks like there's like a flat feature across the fence there. Um, and I, I also perceived like those knobs to almost be hooks that you could hang something off of. Um, other descriptors I got um, were that it, it's man-made um, with an element of nature um, and the, the texture, I got that it was rough and coarse with kind of a fuzzy texture. Um, and I, I think that's kind of what it looks like, like, like it would splinter really easily. So and then at the very end, um, I think I shared this before, oftentimes, um, uh, once I'm done, like writing down my descriptors, I do a final pass, and I, I usually get um, an, like more visual input at that point. And that's when I, I drew like um, a straight line at the very bottom of my page. And yeah, so I, that's another hit. So I'm feeling good about this one this week too. I used uh, a new crystal that I got. It's called Iolite. It's pretty cool. Um, it's like, a, it's called like the shaman stone. Um, it works the third eye. And yeah, so thanks again for having these spaces. Do you just have that with you or how are you uh, sort of using that? along with your remote viewing? 
Um, so usually I start off um, by meditating with several different stones. Um, and then I, I, I put, I select one that I put to my third eye and then I kind of like um, massage my third eye and visualize looking up to where my third eye is or would be. And um, then I hold it in my left hand. And as I do the pencil drop method. Yep. So I love my crystal. Right. I have a question because I saw something about organite and, uh, you know, those pyramids with, uh, and I've seen them before at new age stores where there's like some metal, like in a spiral inside of a pyramid. It's like, to me, it seems like it's something you focus on and you get mesmerized by it and you try to like create this conduit with the, possibly your third eye. I mean, I'm not sure. I just have seen. Well, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I don't, so um, I do have a, an Aragonite star cluster um, and it's, it's really fucking beautiful. And I know that it's an energy amplifier. Like it, it, if you look at it, it looks like, like a starburst. So it has a bunch of crystal points that are um, moving outwards. And um, so the, the function of this crystal is that it like transfers um, energy of other stones that, that you're working with. And, um, and it, it um, ex- extends the energy to different parts of your body and, and auric fields. Um, and it's, it's really a good, um, a, a good amplifier crystal to use, like a lot like um, clear quartz and other stones too. So, um, but in terms of like the structure of the crystal, I don't know much about um, like the makeup and how they're formed and like the science, the scientific end. Um, but that would make a lot of sense um, for sure that, you know, that the actual structure and makeup of the crystal, like that, I think that's where the energy, that's well, where it gets I its energy saw, from. I just saw those before and I know that people make them because someone I know, uh, his girlfriend, uh, like made one. Oh, I'm oh, not gonna say mean, like ones that are made. Yeah, yeah for meditation yeah, purposes. For it's like a little yeah. receiver for your transmission. <laughs> I'm just curious. Thank you, Ray. I really appreciate that. Yeah, I've never tried that. that. Um, I use so I use crystals more for tactile purposes. Um, I don't I don't look at them too too much unless I'm like just like I don't know selecting you know selecting the one whatever one's going in my pocket for the day. But yeah, that I, that would make a lot of sense for visual purposes. Kind of like, like using a focus, candle well, flame, focus but... purposes. Don't worry, Matt. We're not, we don't know that you're talking about science, Bob and Layla. Don't worry. I'm uh, not talking. Joe... I was not figuring anybody out. You did. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. Uh, Joe find what's up. And then uh, UAP Mike. Hey, um, so I'm new to the UFO Twitter community, and, um, and I've been listening to the space, different spaces, so thank you guys so much. I've loved hearing all of your stories and um, the book, um, the book recommendations. I've actually been seeing stuff, I would say, like for a month now, um, almost every night, which has been I've never, it's it's new for me. So I've been um, kind of going down the rabbit hole of um, like human initiated um, contact CE5, I guess it's also called. Here we go. Um, And kind of exploring 
exploring that. Um, I don't, um, I, maybe I'm an experiencer. I'm not quite sure. <laughs> it's, it's just weird. Um, but what I was, I'm also interested in um, the constant remote viewing. Um, specifically, I'm, I've got um, my, my youngest brother, he's been missing for almost two years. So really sorry I'm, to hear that. I'm yeah, thank you. Um, so what I've been kind of wondering is, is this, um, is remote viewing something that is specific people have that strength and that gift, or is it something that everybody's capable of if they, um, practice? I don't even know what practicing looks like. Um, cause what I've, I'm kind of trying to put my intention out there for my brother, you know, um, and that's what I've been doing regularly. And Some are more gifted than others, for sure. Okay. Just keep praying yeah. is my my two cents. Okay. Well, I, I, I can put you in touch, too, with some of the uh, remote viewers that are willing to do something like that. And uh, I, I think the issue with trying to find people is that uh, the environment that you get could initially change of where they're at. So you, right. could, you could get where they're at right now, and it could mm -hmm. be a totally different place when you actually go to look for them of where they mm -hmm. are. And so it but, could change. Absolutely. But it could be, but it could, it could, it could be help where the their puzzle. vicinity. Yeah. Yeah, it's actually, absolutely. Puzzle, and it's more information. So the, mo the more information, the better. Go ahead, Ray. Um, no, I, I was going to say, I know there are... Um, at least like two people in this community I can think of that have either discussed, um, you know, trying, um, you know, having experience with, with searching for missing persons um, mm -hmm. or at least knowing remote viewers that, that have had success with this. So I can, I can DM you. Um, the other thing I wanted to say um, that that's similar to, to what Matt was saying, you know, this community, um, uh, we a lot of us here do kind of believe in in the the power of positive thinking and manifestation. So you know, if if others could could maybe like join me, I, I'm certainly going to you know folk, take some time to just focus um, some some positive energy um, you know towards your brother. And I'm I'm so sorry to hear that. How what an awful thing to experience. Yeah, it's. Um, really I see that you have a post about him uh, missing. Mm -hmm. And I don't think I have to really even say this, but I'm going to say it anyways. Let's all share that real quick. Please. I really appreciate it. Um, thank you. As many eyes as possible, because I we just don't know where he is right now. Um, but he went to oh, 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 oh. Orlando, Florida. Florida. So. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, and, and I think it, it, if anybody wants to, uh, you know, contribute to I in, just any information right now. Information right now. Okay, go ahead, mm -hmm. man. Well, I just want to say, I think it was the first post, that maybe it was pinned, but I reposted that. Hopefully that was the, um, the what I need retweet. Can somebody post that to the Jumbotron yeah, yeah. so that we all can see and yeah, retweet? Yeah. yeah, the the post that I have pinned on there and my Twitter is it's got his flyer on it. 
Um, and then also um, a few posts down, or maybe the very next post that I retweeted. Oh, is that um, the my one? Sisters I and just, I just I recently just... did a podcast. And so there's a link to a podcast and a post also if you guys want to watch the podcast to hear his story. It's a pretty good, like, complete story of what's going on with his, um, how he disappeared. Um, and that's, that's available. And you can share that as well. Hey, Joe, um, I posted something to the Jumbotron. It, can, can I have your permission? Is that okay to, because otherwise I'll delete it. But it's that what you're wanting to share? Yeah, that's helpful. Thank you. I appreciate it, Matthew. Um, yeah, so thank you very much for letting me chat with you guys, and I'll just go back to listening. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely interested in the remote viewing and seeing if it can get me any kind of information that's accurate and helpful. Yeah, you're absolutely in the right place. I mean, this community is full of like uh, people practicing abilities and remote viewing the psychics like I'm a psychic I would also recommend as a person uh, her name is Goddess Haven I could send you a link to her uh, she's on Twitter as well she's in the community and she is like she's done uh, stuff like that before with helping people find people and solve cases she's been an advisor on that before so she no, might help you out you. astro i'm gonna ask astral astral probably has some contacts to some very good ones since you're in this space i'm gonna ask yeah, astral yeah. to um please pass that on to um someone at the Thrine Institute knows because they, they he may be in contact with some very good ones and I'm not, not sure not going to make any promises but you know maybe Astral can yeah. help. Yeah. Thank you Joe. Thank you. I yeah, I gotta, it. For sure. You're definitely part, in the right place. Yeah and a, part of the experiences that I've been having when I've been seeing things have also been like, um, I would say emotions have been kind of involved. Like, I felt uh, just, like, an intense sense of love. Like, one of the first times it happened, kind of all over. And it didn't come, like, it came from, didn't come from me. I don't know. And then um, I closed my eyes, and I, I just saw green. And green is actually the color we've been using for Vladik because that was his favorite color. That's his favorite color. Um, so I, I was just like, holy shit, this is fucking real. And I just started crying. So it's been like really personal and emotional. And um, I just want to kind of see like where this might possibly lead me. So thank you guys. Oh, thanks for sharing. Uh, I think that's powerful and yeah, stick around and, um, you know, I think just anybody getting more information and I've definitely got some people that I could put you in contact with. Uh, I know UAP Mike, you've been studying remote viewing, I think for a little bit recently here. Um, what are your thoughts? Dude? Yeah. Um, so with Joe, I'm, I am so, uh, my heart goes out to you for, uh, what, you know, what you're saying. And, and, you know, I, I've seen a lot of people have to deal with that kind of thing and, 
Uh, I really think, you know, I'm, I'm happy that, you know, you're open to a lot of different resources. I think one of the most important things like is like continue to have hope that drives a lot of things, even, um, you know, even if it's health related, all those things, just always fight and keep fighting. And um, definitely, you know, my thoughts will be with you, but hopefully what I'm about to talk about, you're welcome, is my wife did, um, you know, she's been remote viewing for a couple of years now. I'm no good at it, but she's really good. Like when we go to casinos, right. For some reason, like she gets, she hits crazy jackpots on slot machines that like shouldn't happen in my opinion, in that frequency. Um, if I'm around, she doesn't hit it. It's so weird. So I have to like walk to the other side of the casino and just go play like $5 hands of blackjack to like hope that she hits a jackpot and I don't lose too much. Anyways, if you look under uh, Astral after you posted your um, the reveal, uh, I posted what my wife remote viewed at 10.20 p.m. So you revealed at 10.25 p.m. was your t- timestamp. Uh, my wife's timestamp on her remote use five minutes prior to your reveal. And like, I put it side to side right under your post. And if you could take a look and if you can throw it up on the jumbotron, dude, she's got the shapes down pat. And she's, um, she's even written that there's a flag mountains and snow. She thought possibly the shapes were mountains, but she drew a flag, right? So I'm thinking this looks like some sort of crude fortification uh, there had to be a banner or a flag flying there at some point, right? Um, oh, you know, I, I do she, remember. I was going through. That was a really good one, dude. That was actually a really good one because of the mountains and the points of how many there were, too. No, hey, you, you re- I'm just – I'm talking about the reveal. I'm talking about the reveal you revealed tonight at August 31st. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at it with the mountains uh, that – the drawing yeah. I'm looking at the submission right now i, I had no idea that, that was mike man nas i've been calling him nas this hot times like that dude sounds like fucking mike <laughs> oh it's already up in the megatron unbelievable bro yeah, look at how many posted it up already look at how many posts are there i think that's the most that we've ever had potentially there's so many dots on my screen but anyways yeah she got those if you look at the shapes of what she drew compared to the fence fortifications there uh, that's pretty, that's pretty spot on. And again, I think the flag is pretty cool because those are definitely fortifications and had to be a flag there. Do you guys believe that two people can enhance each other's RV abilities, uh, by way of some sort of connection? I think it's possible. Yeah. I mean, so Hal put off, right? He wanted to do that study where, <clears throat> was it Hal put off or Kit Green? I think it was Kit Green, right? We have the two remote viewers on opposite ends of the world, right? And they're hooked up to whatever, um, an fMRI or some sort of like EEG machine. Uh, and they try to telepathically connect. But I think that, you know, I don't know if that's the same kind of thing, but he wanted to pick two very strong remote viewers, you know, hopefully for the chance that they kind of like boost each other's connection. Yeah, I think it's possible if, if you believe in, the theory of the, uh, you know, the social consciousness, you know, the collective unconscious and such, you know, for lack of a better phrase or term that, you know, it's called a million different things. We then, can also use a mantra yes. share to boost that fucking sciability like a mofo, bro. Like, yeah, yo, you've brought that up so many times. I actually don't know a whole lot about that, but would really, oh, bro, really like we'll to talk. learn. I'll teach you a lot about that. You yeah, know? man, it Any sounds one of those really interesting. Devices that they use to 
enhance said psi abilities because if it is a consciousness thing and it's it's about the the spectrum right think about it if we can focus that energy now the reason i say that is because the grays have a steering device supposedly and that steering device they connect with their consciousness and the way they connect and it's all about focusing energy right one way or the other right so imagine that shit having the ability to sit in a chair and all it's doing is because again the cause of mirrors showed us that there is the ability to focus time and you can manipulate things because of that which we enhanced it with the montauk chair so i imagine we have some size super soldiers such as you know what i'm gonna say right scott andrews wait, yeah. wait 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 old shane like have you old ever shane? Uh, biopsychometrics like if you google that on the defense technical um information well dtic defense technical information college i forgot what dtic stands for but biopsychometrics you talk about the montauk chair like biopsychometrics is the key word on that just google it i love you brother for real, thank you for that, brother. And that's the actual reason I love these spaces and things like that. A lot of the times, I'll have pieces of puzzle. And again, the Ryan Leaf of UFO reporters here. So, and I'll be working on shit, right? And trying to put shit out. But I'm really good at, pick, you know, picking these puzzle pieces. And I get most of them from these rooms, people on these. They actually DM me and shit. So, hey, Shane. What's up? Hey, could I just um, squeeze one more thing in here? I'm sorry. Dude, go ahead, Mike. I forget it. Now that I know um, your name. <laughs> uh, for Joyce, when she did, when my wife did that remote view, she did it blindfolded too, um, which is an old, like you know, not an old, whatever, like a tasting trick. When we learned when we, we were in the wine business, right, like to help taste things better, you increase sensory by shutting other sensories off. So, in case I don't know if it helps anyone, but if you're having trouble, like kind of like meditating, remote viewing, etc., um, you know, maybe try blindfolding uh, to help. Concentrate or hey, shut off other senses. Mike, I want to recommend a book to you for your wife, Julie. It's called Mental Radio by Upton Sinclair, and it's a classics in consciousness studies. And the preface was by Albert Einstein. And um, this is the Russell. Tar I'm looking at the Russell Targ edition. And if you you talk about mental radio, like the drawings with like the from another room and stuff like Astral does with remote viewing, Upton Sinclair wrote a very fine book called Mental Radio with preface by Albert Einstein. And if you when you look through the book at the pictures that influenced our federal government because the preface was by Albert Einstein at the Princeton Institute for Advanced Studies. So, mic drop moment. Well, one of the cool things, too, that I've learned about with remote viewing is uh, when you look into remote viewing, you might learn about something called the Gonsfeld, which was like basically like sensory um, influence where you would put like a blindfold, they would do like old school, like ping pong balls, <laughs> you know, like over their eyes or have like a red light and have white noise playing or be like in a recliner chair. So there would be like ways that people would try to, uh, you know, like calm their senses to be able to uh, read the target 
So yeah, that that does make sense when you when you just said that, Mike. That uh, blindfold might uh, might help, or any kind of sensory deprivation um, could influence in a good way um, your ability. Astral, uh, I'm glad that you just said uh, sensory deprivation because I've actually had this like in my back pocket for like the last 20 minutes, and I've been wanting to find like a good way to bring it up. <laughs> but I found near me. Within like 25 minutes of my house, there's a there's. Oh, a, you found acid, didn't you? Yeah. Uh, well, the the next best thing room. I found somewhere that I can go that has mm-hmm. sensory deprivation tanks, and I've never done it before. Those motherfuckers, they're bombs. You go. What I'm gonna do is uh, since I've never done it before, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna like film my experience and post it as a video. I've never done it, and I'm reading a book right now by the guy who created the sensory deprivation tank, a guy named John C. Lilly, and his, his books are wild, dude. Like, really, really, like, Terrence McKenna-level stuff. It's it's well, nuts. Just don't, just don't smoke crack in, in this. Nah, Deprivation no. tank. And no. don't, don't video Full that. Someone else already did that. that. You gotta do I'm, going, I'm going in. I've, 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 been, I've been clean and sober for wait, nine wait, wait, years, man. I ain't breaking it now. Don't have sex with the dolphin. No, I'm not doing that either. Well, don't wait, let wait, dolphin wait, have wait, sex wait, with wait, you. That's up, the main thing. It goes both hold ways, hold man. That's assault. Why is... Calm down. Hold up. Everybody needs to calm down. Where the hell did have sex with dolphins come in? And because John, where did you go to do that? I'm John C. Lilly did a bunch of research on communications with dolphins. I understand that, but we went. Well, right no, they to wanted to speak. The... Hold on. No, no, hold I'm up. not going to tell you, Shane. Hold up. I'll, I'll, I'll... Hold on. Let me ask. This is what I'm saying is oh, I'm not talking about if it's oh, relevant. <laughs> what I'm saying is we jumped right from sensory deprivation to having sex with dolphins. I'm confused. <laughs> Yo, I'm dead. We, tra- we got off track just a little bit. <laughs> in the deprivation tank while the sex is happening. Yeah, I'm so going to go to do. That is what was going on. From the dolphins now we're talking. I'm going to do the tank. There will be no dolphins and there will be no crack. There will be a YouTube well, no, video, no, no. but Wait, there will dude. be no dolphins no. or crack. Well, no, John C. Lilly was doing acid in a sensory deprivation. Yes, tank that's true. While. The house, the dolphin house in the Bahamas, while that that grad student was like spending a like six months to a year with the dolphin, trying to get the dolphin to vocalize mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. It, like through the blowhole, through certain communications, where right. it always spends time with that female. And so he was getting excited because he was a teenage dolphin and she needed to, she was on the time crunch and needed him to focus. So she checked him off. Peter the dolphin. We're still, uh, we're we're still talking about dolphins. That's a great story with context. Without it, it's just great to having sex with dolphins. Even actually with the context. Bro, we're gone. Yeah, that's that, that. We're just here. I'm just gonna do it for everybody. Just, just no block more, him, no more talking about Van Hammer his ass. It's over. This is the end of it. We're going back to sensory deprivation tanks. Go to hands. And we'll, yeah, you know what's what's instead of fins, let's go to hands. You're right. You're right. <laughs> that was a classic moment, dude. That was actually hilarious. But but it ends now. It does end now. <laughs> Because it got weird very quickly. Depends on you, the dolphin. Fringe, what's up? Please save us. Fringe, save us. (laughs) 
You're our only hope. You guys, it's bad when I'm not the craziest person in the room. So you have that going for you. That might Uh, be Matt. Thanks for the space, Astral. Thanks to the co-host. I wanted to get to, just real quick, back to Joe. Um, Hopefully she gets hooked up with somebody talented in the community who can help her out. And I just wanted to also suggest uh, dousing because it's simple, very easy to learn. And you can just start with a grid map, say, of the world and then go down to the United States and then just go quadrant to quadrant. And it can just kind of help narrow down, you know, the search and maybe with other information she has that could possibly be helpful. And that was it. Thank you very much. Hey, you know what, friends? Thank you for doing that and reaching out. I think a lot of us are still in shock with the last story, and I'm not trying to keep bringing it up. I'm just trying to figure out what the fuck just happened prior, right? So, Ray, save us again. That's a, I don't even know what to say that shit. I was just like, wait, what are we talking about here? Because for my PTSD, I'll say those sensory deprivation chambers, lifesavers, love them. But I don't know about no dolphin sex. I shouldn't even have mentioned it. What am I doing? Go, Ray. God. So I have a, a few a few thoughts. First, Thomas, I don't know how long you've been in New Jersey for, but uh, the Rockaway Mall used to have uh, sensory deprivation tanks in in them, um, like back in two two thousand ten or some shit. Uh, they were all the all the rage, rave, all the rage. They're popular. Um, and uh, my next thought, um, in response to Mike, um, you said something about. Well, I'll go to that last. Um, In response to the, well, still on the topic of sensory deprivation, um, I didn't didn't use it this week or last week. um, And I'm wondering now if that had something to do with, um, uh, like I usually, I didn't have as many hits the the past few weeks as I have had in previous weeks. Um, And I'm wondering if it's because I I didn't use my um, normal sensory deprivation stuff. So usually I use a face mask. and do it blindfolded. And I also start my meditation um, or, or the remote viewing using white noise. Um, and then I, I do find that to be really helpful with like getting into the zone. And then I take the, the earphones out once I start the actual, like once I start the passes, um, just because I like to hear the pencil drop um, and, and have like total silence. But I find um, like blindfolding or, and using uh, the eye mask is like super, super helpful. Um, not having any light um, come in. Also, it's really, really useful with holding um, a crystal to your third eye. So I find that to be a, a good use. Um, the last thing, Mike, so you said something about Joyce's um, submission uh, about a flag, like I see that she has a flag drawn. Um, did you say like the the knobs on that? Like, were those intended for a flag? What did What did you say about that? Um. What, what do you mean the knobs? Are you? Are you, uh, you said something that? like about a flag post. Yeah. So she's got like she drew like a flag on top of what she thought were like mountains, but she kept like I heard her say to me like after she was doing it, she's like I, I got a flag like I saw a flag and she kind of just like landed on top of what she thought were mountains right uh, but it looks like it's a fortification so I was like oh maybe there's a flag that flew there maybe oh, oh okay that that makes sense because I am I just know one of the descriptors I wrote was um, waves and like feeling of movement um, and uh, something she said, like, covering, um, cool so that would she check wrote, out. Cool with air, that. snow, mountain. So if you wrote like weight, like yeah, cool air kind of 
lines up if you got that kind of sensation of like breeze or whatever, some sort of flag uh, plate waving in the wind or something. That's what it seemed like. Like some fort or something that a flag would be there because they like set up the fort to defend something. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Tamara, what's up? And then I saw uh, my boy Unknown RV jumped up as well. Hi, yeah. So I just jumped into this group because I felt the energy of it. Um, uh, I don't know what I can share or how it can help um, you on your process of growth, but um, I I can feel energy. I can resonate with it. I can uh, manifest it with intent. Um, What I know is that I am an intuitive Um, I, about five years ago, I stepped into frequency, energy, and vibration, and I could raise it with intent. And this is very specific. It's about stepping into the theta realm, which is, you know, seven, or it's close to the, um, Schumann resonance or so what I found is that when I stepped into that frequency, I could raise it with intent and by accident, I was able to astral project. Um, I I think it's all about energy, frequency and vibration and stepping into our light and manifesting that frequency. We need to be that which we see ourselves as not whom we limit ourselves to be. So if we step into the energy and, um, uh, resonate with it, we, we can, um, um, step into different realms and all that stuff but more importantly it's about stepping into our late we need to um resonate at different waves of frequency and this goes back to tesla it goes back to energy frequency and vibration so um and please cut me off whenever you want (laughs) um i'm just speaking my truth but when you um step into let's say everything is ascension is based on frequency right and uh when you step into lack like fear-based paradigm that resonates at 100 hertz when you step into uh, neutrality it resonates at 300 hertz when you step into love it resonates at 500 hertz and, and so on ascension begins between 650 750 hertz god frequency is the highest frequency and that is what we all have the ability to achieve. Yeshua, the Ascended Masters, they figured it out. We have the possibility to change reality by stepping into our truth. These deletes harness our energy to create their reality so that they can manifest change. We need to step out of their paradigm, step into our truth, and become that which we see ourselves as, not whom we limit ourselves to be. And this is not a test, but a testament to who we are. Our our timeline is dependent on our ability to recognize our strength. And um, um, the world is shifting. We're going from a 3D to a 5D perspective. And um, uh, our future reality is dependent on our ability to step into our truth, our authenticity and vulnerability and transparency All of that is who we came here to challenge ourselves to become. Anyways, uh, um, just channeling a little bit. uh, You know, I don't have all the answers. No one does. But when you step into authenticity, 
vulnerability and transparency, um, light or truth becomes available to you. And we all need to do that anyway. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you coming up here and talking about that as well, too. You were talking about speaking your truth. One of the things that's super important about these rooms is we're respectful and people get to talk about all these different things or truths. That's the perfect way to use it, right? Because reality has got to be slightly flexible and it's not one size fits all either. I'm still learning from people in these rooms about different topics that I'm just getting out of the nuts and bolts and just getting into the whole what we're discussing tonight type thing. Astral is actually my introduction to it. So, but it's cool being the in here with everybody else. What? The Hey, can I can I um say one more thing about astral projection because I've been able to harness it. Um when yeah. you when you okay, so I'm going to the science behind it. When you step into the theta realm, which is uh, between, um, I don't know, the hertz, uh, uh, seven and nine hertz. Um, that's similar to the Hawking wow. or the uh, Schumann resonance. And you have to understand how that link is is uh, pertinent. So, the, Tamar, the, how many, can, have you, do you think taking lots of mushrooms is acceptable? And that's a serious question. I'm not asking that. In like oh, yeah, you know, I'll answer it honestly. It's a yeah. it's a it's a cheat code to ascension. <laughs> um, so exactly, I, it, it's Absolutely. a cheat code. Or Tamara knows. Sorry. Okay, Absolutely. so um, yeah, it's a, it's a cheat code to ascension. Uh, but we need to manifest that within our own frequency in order to achieve enlightenment or ascension. Um, um, it, it's, it's literally, you can step into that realm for a split second, but why not do it naturally? Why not raise your frequency to the highest potentiality of self and become that version of self that you seek outside of yourself? We often, um, externalize our need for validation. Uh, you know, like we, we externalize our, our light instead of internalizing it. We have to become that version of self that we seek outside of ourselves. That's what rock music is made of. What's up, Sue? I'm definitely taking a lot of ascension at the next concert I go to. <laughs> nice. Hey, guys. I wasn't going to speak because I barely have a voice, so I could stop at any moment. But I am so excited, and it's been almost 24 hours, and I've been jumping out of my skin. Uh, last night, I couldn't, I'll make this very quick, because I, I can't share the whole thing right now. But last night, I couldn't sleep, and I just could not sleep. And about 2.30 in the morning, I said, oh, I'll just go out. We have a big front, front porch, and I said, I'll just go out and see the moon, and I looked, I saw the moon, and then to my right, I mean my left, I saw something. And I did take pictures, and I I was like, wow, I don't know what that is, but nothing spectacular, but you guys will probably debunk it in a second. And then I, I was went back in, trying to get to sleep, you know, but really excited, trying to find somebody who was awake so I could talk to them. And, uh, after, I don't know, 20 minutes or so, I said, 
I'm just going to see if it changed. And it did. It had moved. And then out of the corner of my eye, I saw something. And I don't have any idea how to explain what it is. But when you zoom in on it, it's a very look, strange looking thing. It wasn't moving or anything. And then to the left, across the street from that, I could barely see a hazy figure, of a hazy same object, in like in front of a house, about three houses, two, two houses up. When I took my phone away from my face, <laughs> I couldn't see it in real real life. I could only see it through my camera. But I took a whole bunch of pictures. Like I said, you guys are probably going to debunk everything right off the You need to post them up, Sue. That Heck, yeah. I post know. them up in the chat. We want to check them out. Sue, I'm like feverishly looking Sue, through Twitter right now trying to figure out where it happened is. To me. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I was just excited. The very same thing happened to me last night, and I got a video of it, so I don't know. My phone wow. is so my phone is so full. I can't video. I it was bouncing up and down. It I didn't. Um, it was kind of like fuzzy, like you said. I could only see it through my phone, and yeah. um, it was bouncing up and down so much. I was I was just I laughed at it, and I said stop, and it literally stopped moving for several seconds, and then it went away. It was wild. I mean. <laughs> These were three different things. Well, two were the same. The ones that were opposite on the street. Um, one was very clear. And one was like a hazy look of the same one. And one was north. Oh, no, I'm sorry, east. And it was just, a, it looked like a, just a, a round circle. The sky was clear, crystal clear. And there was not one star. So that's what was like got my attention, and I was so excited that like I spun around and was fell off the porch. <laughs> I ran in the house, and then I was like, "I gotta go back out. I could see if anything changed." And that's when I saw the other two things. But I, I'm telling you guys, I'm so sorry. I'm not well today, and I will I will share. It. I will. I'm dying to share it. Because I haven't had anything like that. So from Are you now from on, Jersey? No, New England. From now on, I'm uh, I'm head I'm headed outside in the middle of the night. I couldn't this sounds strange, but I couldn't go down my porch and into the street so I could see these things better because you don't wanna go too far around this neighborhood. So I couldn't take that chance. I had to stay up on my porch, but um yeah, I, 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 I'll find a space in the next couple of days and I'll put it all in there and or I'll just... Wait, you're going to... You you came up here for the last five minutes tell us about these photos that you took <laughs> that you're not going to post them? Okay, bye. Well, <laughs> you know I love you. Stop that. Um, I, well, I want to post it, but like it, it's hard to post it and not describe it. You yeah, know? but how do you expect us to like to like... Okay. Like rise right. and ascend and, and at the same time like be able to like resonate with you when we don't have any reference. We need that reference. We do. Post. 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 Okay. I always forget how to put it up. Otherwise, it's just a burlesque show. You're teasing us. <laughs> well, that's not so bad. 
Anyway, um, how, how do I get up in the nest? I always forget. Or should I just Shane will DM you how. Uh, it's the far on the far right, the uh, arrow upward inside the box. Tamara, did you want to oh, add no. something? Yeah. Hi, yeah, so um, it's funny because um, I step into authenticity, vulnerability, and transparency. I don't often go to Twitter spaces, but um, um, I felt a need to, and so I'm flipping through spaces, and I'm like, oh, let me go to this, um, remote viewing, UFOs, psychedelic, and consciousness. What I know to be truth, and I, I, I need to share this with you, not to say that I'm right. Um, I just, I'm operating on my own degree of frequency. Um, but um, remote viewing, I'm, I haven't been able to do. Astral projection, I have. Um, um, UFOs, psychedelic, and, and consciousness. Um, I want to expand on a little bit and just give me a moment. Um we are all going through this massive transition. We're going from a 3D to a 5D frequency. Um, these deletes are harnessing energy to create their reality. But we are winning. And we're shifting in a major way. Know that whatever we're going through right now, all these uh, paradigms are, are going to um, um, lose and our utopia is just around the corner. And you have to believe that. Because you have the ability to create with intent. Because you, and I'm not a Bible pusher. This is not about Bible. You were made in God's image. So, um, you have the ability to create with intent. So, they harness your energy to create their reality. So they push these fear-based paradigms into your perspective in order to create a narrative, right? So if they push fear, which resonates at 100 hertz, into your perspective, guess what? That's what you're going to resonate at. When they push um, uh, lack or fear or um, all these different narratives, that's what you're going to create because you step into that frequency. So you need to step out of that frequency and produce your own frequency. So um, step away from the narrative, step into your truth, align with what you came here to do, because we are light workers in a sense, and we have to um, resonate as a certain degree of frequency. So if you turn on the news and you, you, you step into the fear and you push that fear, guess what? You're just propagating their agenda. So what you need to do is step out of fear, turn off the news, step into grounding, do whatever it is to align with your higher self and step into your truth, step into authenticity, step into vulnerability and become that which you see yourself as, not whom you limit yourself to be. Um, everything we're going through is not a test, but a testament to who we are. We need to step into our light in order to change the narrative, that 5D frequency. And it's happening with or without us. But if you align with it, then you are a part of our future, our, our transformation into light, which will inevitably happen.
That's powerful stuff. You should be a public speaker. Like I could picture you talking in front of crowds of people that uh well you could know really and, use that, and, you know. And, and unfortunately I don't have a lot of self confidence. <laughs> but <laughs> I step into it, you know, I'll, I'll get there when it, it's it's the time is right for me. When it's I started good. podcasting, like and I was looking at myself on the screen. I was always like, am I making a weird face? Am I doing something that I don't know that I'm doing that I shouldn't be doing? And now, you know, a year later, it's 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 easy. When we had Tim uh, Burchett, that's actually apparently how he actually says his last name. We had Congressman Burchett on. I wasn't even nervous. Like, the, like once you start getting into the groove and start doing those things, if you can if you if you believe you can do them and you can do them well and other people are telling you that you can do them and you get into that groove, it becomes easy after a while. The nerves go away. Dude. You know what that's funny though? I ain't gonna lie. Check this out. Sorry, didn't mean to rep just piggyback off of it. What like rep, rep Birch at any of these guys with me interviewing him, you were always getting Shane interviewing him. So I was always saying stupid shit because I was trying to be a reporter because that shit came hard and fast. And so here I was interviewing all these people and I'd be oh shit, man. That shit was fun. I didn't mean I muted your mic just because we were getting feedback from you. Go ahead, Tamara. Yeah, so um, about five years ago, um, so I'm an intuitive, right? Not necessarily, I didn't believe in it for a long time. I have a master's in psychology. You know, like, I didn't believe in it. My biological mother left when I was six years old. She lived in Sedona. She traveled across the United States in a covered wagon. I did not believe in it until about five years ago when I had an experience where um, I heard from spirit for the first time. So in that um, theta realm, um, as I was falling asleep, as I was waking up in the astral projective, um, I heard spirit for the first time. She gave me her name and, um, she died a town away from me. And I'm like, Oh shit, this is all for real. And I started stepping into that perspective and I started looking at intuitives. I'm like, Oh, they're all fake. You know, like I didn't believe in anyone, but what I did understand was energy, frequency, and vibration. It goes back to Tesla. When you raise your frequency, when you step into your light, that's what manifests change. And we have the ability to harness that energy. And they know this and they harness it to create their reality. So we need to step into our strength. We need to step out of lack. We need to step into truth and become that version of self that we see ourselves as. And um, yeah, and uh, anyways, going I don't want to take up too much time, but when I, I, I stepped into that energy frequency and vibration and stepped into that theta realm and raised my frequency, I was able to astral project and I couldn't harness the energy once I got on the other side. So it was just like a, a brief moment of time. But at the same time, um, uh, I knew the feeling of it, that this, this, this portion on the other side of reality in, in uh, higher states of consciousness is a, is about uh, our light. It's about our frequency and it, it's euphoric almost or um, erotic almost. It is this knowingness of self. Uh, this is what we all try to achieve. Yeshua figured it out. The ascended masters figure it out. And we all have that potentiality to achieve it. Right? So let's say, 
fear resonates at 100 hertz. That's what they put into our perspective to achieve reality, right? Um, neutrality resonates at 300. Uh, love resonates at 500. Ascension begins between 650, 750. Uh, God consciousness is the highest frequency, and we all have the ability to achieve it, right? <laughs> so they harness our energy to create their reality. These deletes have been in control forever. It goes back. In lineage, it goes back to Egyptian. It goes back to everything, right? They, their lineage, their genetic lineage, they think are superior to us. But let me give you another piece of uh, a knowledge. These vaccines that they're putting into it, us are specifically targeted on lineage. It goes back to blood type. And okay. All okay. I, I, I respect everything you're saying. Until you start bringing the vaccine talk into it. I understand. Um, and I can share my perspective. It, I've done, and I disagree with it for forever along. Um, but uh, I've done four to six hours of research since this all started. But um, I appreciate your perspective. Um, and I'd be, answer, I'd be more than willing to share information with you. And also, um, yeah. That's straight. Uh, I like that exchange right there too. That was nice. Um, Healthy. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to close the space up in about five or 10 minutes. So I, I want to give everybody an opportunity who has their hand up. Um, again, thanks for everybody for stopping by for the 50th week for the remote viewing. Just everybody who's participated over, um, you know, the last year, basically. Um, thanks again. And it's been just a, a privilege to be able to hold these spaces for everybody in the community so um want to keep the discussion going um fringe um and then over to g thanks guys hey thanks astral thanks tom uh tamara i was wondering so you said you're well, you think that the astral travel is happening in theta have you found a frequency to keep us in our bodies or less likely to be able to leave the body while you're doing your research yeah, um, so I found it similar to the um, sh the the Schumann resonance. So it's it, it's in that seven point eight three hertz. So it, it's it's sort of between uh, theta and uh, alpha, I think. Um, but um, yeah, I think that frequency is is, is probably the best. Um, I found that stepping into that frequency allows me to connect with my higher self or the the higher potentiality of self. So yeah. Oh, great. And then have you found anything to keep us in the body or less likely to leave any frequencies in that area? Unfortunately, no. <laughs> um, I found that when I, uh, I do step into astral projection that I can't maintain the frequency. So it, it's some more, it's somewhat a learning process for me too. Okay. Thanks. I appreciate it. It's an interesting question too. And I think even with remote viewing, People talk about being able to remote view, but is there a way to prevent you from being remote viewed? <laughs> you know, like it, it's kind of like on the defensive or like the other side of it, the thinking. Hey, um, before I go, uh, but I do have to go because it's like 1130 at night for me. Uh, but uh, I want to post something in the bubble. It, hopefully I'll have a chance to do it before you guys uh uh, log off, but uh, I, I want to post something about our true history and um, a step to the six minute marker. Anyways, thank you.
Yeah, go for it. Absolutely. Uh, we're, we'll keep this open for about another five minutes. I'll throw it around to anybody else who wants to uh, jump in before we close up the space. Thanks again for Shane and Tom for co-hosting. Um, G, how's it going? Thanks again for your contribution and your participation. She's one of the most active remote viewers that have been coming by. So um, thanks again. How's it going? Hi, guys. Um, thank you for holding the space. Um, I have been sick all week. i um, been fighting some really high fevers with this big nasty C. But... <laughs> Um, I couldn't miss this, so I wanted to still make an attempt. Um, and I actually think that um, it was kind of a, a lot of busy, but I think that I did get part of it. Um, I have uh, I listed it. I listed um, a drawing, and it had on the side of it. It just had prickly thorns or design like that type of design and so I see the wood laying across with um, I don't know what those are bolts or kind of like little prongs um, and then I also listed um, uh, well on my wording I had abstract busy scene or confusing uh, rectangle red and then they put smell of lumber or similar scent, smoky. So what I see is that um, they look like um, big pieces of, of wood, I guess the fortified wood. So I feel like I kind of got part of it. Might have not been a lot, but also with the little side drawing. Um, but on the bottom, I was... I well, I've kind of had a hard time getting out of bed this week, but um, today I kept I kept receiving a repetitive image, and so what I saw was like a white paper with a, a dark rectangle in the middle of it. I couldn't understand it, but I wrote it down, and then I had um, I saw like a a notebook with a pen or a pencil laying across it. And then after I drew it and after I wrote everything down, I just thought that looks like my own, um, like my own notepad. <laughs> and that looks like usually I'm trying to picture the image of what's inside the envelope. And so that uh, image that I keep seeing, like it's so like a white rectangular image with a dark rectangular in the middle. I'm now realizing that that's, when I'm attempting to view the actual photo on the paper inside the envelope. And I just realized it today. I had had that um, for a couple of weeks. So I just wanted to share that. Um, one last thing is that um, today I haven't been outside, so I wanted to go out and recharge. And I was just wondering if anybody had any insight because I did post like on my second page, um, there's these little squiggly marks and um, I looked up at the sky and um, so I I don't remember seeing this before and maybe other people have. I looked up at the sky and I saw a lot of like little things that appeared to be translucent or electrically charged 
and um, it was in the blue area, but they look like a little, to me, I would just describe it that they look like tiny little electrons or neutrinos, <laughs> but I have no idea why, you know, I mean, it's just as a reference of, to me, what it looked like, but I did focus on the clouds, and I was, I did not see it on the clouds, and I did focus on, you know, the trees and a bird and other things, and I did not see it there. It was only um, in the blue parts of the sky, and I saw them just, the sky was just filled, or that immediate view that I had was just filled with it, and so I was just wondering, has anybody ever seen that before? I never have, but they look like tiny little, like, um, electric type of, like, translucent little things like squiggling around just kind of like swimming around in the sky um sorry I didn't want to really get off topic but um I just wanted to thank you so much for um having these spaces I just I don't think that I would have come this far um without having jumped in and also uh the assistance from Ray because she's provided so much help along the way and I really, really appreciate all of you guys. I just wanted to let y'all know that. Thanks. Have a great night. Thank you. Um, I can respond to actually what you're talking about. I, I what I think you're talking about with the like the electric like squiggly lines. Um, so this has this happened this has happened to me maybe two or three times in the past year or so when I've been like really anxious um, and outside um, I like something will happen with my eyes when I'm like staring off um, and usually it is against the sky and I imagine it, it has something to do with like having like um <clears throat> like a clear background um, where that that what you're describing does happen but it doesn't look like it's in the sky for me it looks like it's like right in my frame of vision and I think it's something like in I, I don't know like I think it's something related for me related to anxiety and just like my body recalibrating or resetting or something um if I'm understanding what you're describing correctly does that sound I, I don't know. That's just, that's just my experience. And then I heard you mention, like, has anybody else been feeling anxious? And I, and I definitely have been. You guys might might have noticed it in my voice tonight. It definitely, like, shows um, in my speech when I'm feeling anxious. My voice gets kind of shaky. And, um, yeah, I say um a lot. Um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, for me, I know it's the full moon and I, that sounds crazy, but I'm like super in sync with the full moon. So, um, yes, for me, like I know exactly what it is. So I'm sorry that you're struggling with, with, you know, being under the weather, um, being sick fucking sucks. Um, but I'm happy you were able to get back outside today and gee, I love hearing your experiences. Like I said before, um, on a post, um, I remember your first space, um, in, in the RV spaces. And it's just been really cool to um, share experiences together each week. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Um, yes, actually, I, I kind of, um, when I did look, um, I was looking at the sky and it was only within 
the blue parts of the sky and I made sure like I thought to myself I've been sick for a few days I haven't been outside but um you know am I seeing things but it actually like it looked almost translucent and the only thing that I mean I've never seen it before but the only thing that kind of brought to that you know it kind of came to mind was that I had been I had been feeling like really sick with a high fever so I didn't know if possibly like I was seeing other particles in a different dimension <laughs> I don't know if that sounds funny but yeah um and I, I'm also always in tune with viewing the moon I love space I always have I think that's one probably one of the reasons that at such an early age I was one of the reasons that I may have been targeted or exposed to all this so yeah but thank well, you gee, um, real quick I think it, it makes a lot of sense that we would experience um, different things that we don't normally experience when when we have things like a fever because um, I know that in in certain like ritualistic um, ceremonies they they try to induce like sweats and and fever like states um, and yeah there there's like a thing that, like fever dreams right that's a thing so I think that that makes a lot of sense yeah. Great. Thank you so much. And thank you for your help um, that I've had this whole time. I really appreciate it. Hey, uh, where'd Shane go? I just posted everything on his DM because I can't think straight. I have a migraine. And I wanted to get it in the nest before he closed up. Astro, I said. He'll be back. Yeah, well, I don't know if he'll be back um, by the end of this uh, yeah. space, but he is settling down, so he'll be writing some more and doing some stuff. He mentioned it earlier, um, so stay tuned. Definitely, Shane will be, uh, you know, back at his. He's just been traveling a little bit. Uh, yeah, I know. Well, I, I busy, guy. Up, I might end up just posting it on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. I, I think this is going to be a great. Uh, avenue for people to post different types of evidence, um, whether it's videos um, or different experiences. I think, you know, Twitter and X has been, a you know, over the last year, just with the different remote viewing spaces, um, it's it's been really uh, entertaining and also interesting to see people's submissions um, and analyzing it and seeing their methods. So I appreciate everybody again for coming by. Um, we'll wrap up the hands um, and then we'll... Uh, you know, go over everybody uh, to clear up the space and, you know, wrap this thing up. But Tamara, what's up? Hi. Yeah. So I just wanted to respond to G. Um, um, I've, I've stepped into different spiritualities of like astral projection and all that. But uh, what I found is that um, in like, since I was a kid, uh, I would have these dreams. It's not astral projection, but I would have these dreams of um, seeing lights up in the sky and uh, shifts of color in different paradigms. So I, I, I did see what you were seeing. Um, and I, th I think that, you know, everyone sees different things. Um, 
But what I found is when I stepped into that theta realm, I'd have a clear perspective. And when I step into that higher version of self, so when I connect with my higher self, what I see is colors or sort of like a lava lamp in my head. That's the best way I can describe it. And I'd see these shifting colors and lights and everything else. But uh, I would also, and I, I, I want you to focus on this. So if, if you if you dream or not if you dream, but if you meditate, I want you to see circles. Okay. And they will go either inward or outward. Inward is giving you information. Outward is expanding your frequency. So um, just, just focus on the colors that you're seeing and either internalize them, have the circles going inward or expand them, have them going outward. Um, because it, it's allowing, okay, so what, what is happening is it, the circles going inward is allowing information to come in. The, the circles going outward is allowing your uh, expansion of energy going outward, which will help the collective. So I just wanted to share that with you. Thank you so much. What a great space. Love it. Ray, what's up? And then uh, we'll close this up. Yeah, I would just kind of kick myself if I didn't uh, shout out Klaus's podcast this past uh, week. Uh, They talked about remote viewing. It's a pretty fucking awesome episode. Um, I threw it up in the Megatron um, Patterns Tell Stories. It's on like pretty much all platforms where you can find podcasts and uh, I think he name drops Astral a few times um, but doesn't mention his handle so I told him like oh you gotta mention people's handles and shit but um I literally yeah, listen so to every a, episode it's been so good like if I'm a really fucking good one Obviously, I love like it's seriously I the topic so much so I know I, I know I podcast but and and like I'm friends with other podcasters but seriously I'd be a fan of that show even if I wasn't. Like, Klaus is a wealth of knowledge, and it's such an interesting show. Like, sincerely mean that. I've really enjoyed it. What's crazy, too, is he was he was describing the submission, and I was like, I know exactly which one <laughs> he's talking about, <laughs> which one he, uh, he did it on. So, um, you know, that was cool, too. Yeah, definitely appreciate the shout-out. And, um, you know, just to share it and, and for it to be going on for 50 weeks, I think the first week there was like probably 20 people who tried the remote viewing and sent in their submissions. And so for the last, you know, month or so or last couple of weeks for it to be a couple hundred people to send in their submissions has been pretty cool to see the growth. Um, so I appreciate everybody who's who's participated, man. Uh, Tom, Actually, did you want to say anything? Are you yeah. going to keep, I'm sorry, I have to know, are you going to keep doing the spaces after you hit the year mark? You're not like, I'm, I'm planning on it. Right? Like, oh, I, okay, I don't, good. just like, in. yeah, I, I actually, no reason to, to stop, another, right? I wanted to do another space, um, another day of the week, uh, weekly to like, to do like a CE5 or a heist one, actually. So <laughs> it was pretty it, cool. Yeah. So like a weekly one for that and the remote viewing. But I think, yeah, I, I don't have any plans. Like my schedule is pretty, 
flexible where I could keep doing it. And I think it would be cool to see um, it, one of one of the things that I want to do. And I talked about earlier was just find a way to like judge it or for people to actually keep track um, officially or, or for a way for like somebody else to come on and like judge a couple submissions of people who are actually like drawing it out and trying it. I think it would be cool to like integrate a way for people to keep track of like, you know, some way to, to see their uh, success rate or, or, you know, hit rate. That'd be really cool. Imagine creating an app for that. Like, oh, well, idea, I, right? I, I actually was messing <laughs> with chat GPT earlier this week of just coming up, you know, with just like a judging, you know, to take the submission to uh, judge, to have a judge be able to uh, select uh, based off of, you know, so you look at somebody's submission of their drawing of what they drew and then you right. get it to select four photos. So there's four photos on the screen, one of which is the actual target. So if you look at the photo and then you say, okay, this is the target. Um, and then it's either a hit or a miss. So it would just be a AI that could, that could generate three random photos along with the actual target. And then somebody would would be a judge that wouldn't know anything about it and be able to, you know, kind of go through people's submissions and judge whether or not, you know, they think that it's a hit or a miss. So dude, we could find somebody that could like, or they're, you know, they're familiar with, with creating like API. Like I've been messing with plugins this entire night after Jared sent us what he sent us earlier. And dude, let me tell you something. This stuff is out of control. <laughs> How powerful well, I, it is. You know what? It, and even I've been talking with somebody who's developing a uh, UFO sightings app. So, right. Like yep. a reporting app. So, um, you know, it's like a competitor for Enigma or something. Like, I mean, I'm talking Love with it. Enigma too, but it's even, you know, uh, developing or using new type of tools to be able to report it. But it doesn't have to be like this whole – like people, uh, individuals are able – and skilled enough to be able to build some of this stuff. So, you know, getting with the community members and kind of networking, um, I think would be a lot helpful. Definitely. And I look forward to like seeing what ends up coming out of it. Like I, I wish I was a programmer, like I know certain things and right. but I can't, I, there's, there's, I have no right to call myself any of that, but I do have ideas, you know what I mean? And that's how those types of things end up coming to fruition that's pretty cool stuff man like i can't wait to see what comes of that whether it's enigma labs or otherwise like i think not too long from now we're gonna we're definitely gonna have some apps pop up that a lot of us in the community are gonna end up using like it's it's just like right on the horizon i think it's gonna be community driven a lot of the stuff we've talked yep. about you know like the top down or grassroots i think oh, that easily will come up uh, in the next couple of years, a lot of the stuff that's going to be actually used by the community is going to be community developed and driven um, from the people within instead of, you know, like arrow, the arrow website. I just don't <sighs> think that it's going to be adapted. You know, I think that it, a lot more so grassroots movement of uh, podcasts and need to know right. uh, getting the uh, reach out there and the effect in, in terms of that as opposed to a regular website that's taken 12 months to create or some shit, you know? You know, and it's, it, again, it's, 
leaving it to people like us, you know, we don't work in government. So technically we probably have a lot more time on our hands. So it's probably better that it's us because we could, you know, actually put a lot more time and effort into it. Whereas a, a governmental office like that, it's like, there's, there's funding, people have to get paid. Like it's, it's so complex and, and it ends up getting compartmentalized. It's like, yeah, how about, yeah, just let Twitter do it. Twitter slash X. We'll do it. We'll handle it. And I guarantee you it would come out great if we were in charge of that and everybody put their heads together. We, we could create something brilliant. I'm convinced. Well, I think, too, nowadays it feels like Twitter and is a crowdsource in and itself right. <laughs> for people posting. So it's like, oh, I have this video. Let me post it on Twitter to not only find if it's legit or not or what people know about it, but to weed out if, it, you know, like the Mick, or let, to let Mick West go at it and to uh, let all these other people <laughs> go at it, you know, to be like, OK, let me let me run it through the ringer. If it gets by UFO Twitter, <laughs> it's good. <laughs> exactly. And like and if it passes UFO Twitter and Reddit, you have a winner. Like, that's how you know you have a winner. It's like <laughs> Metabunk has no answers. <laughs> Perfect. That's how that's how the world works now, man. Honestly. And I think it's I think in a lot of ways we're we're better off because of it. Obviously there's issues there, but I well I like think twenty like years ago you couldn't. It feels like journalists that's you know, people talk about Ross Kohart and what he shares, but I feel like there's an aspect of it to like there's a there's a mental decision that happens that he's probably like, should I share it and let the truth come out or you know, and like risk some people, uh, you know, going after my credibility or should I like try not share it at all and see if it's legit in the end. So right. now people are using Twitter to, to kind of vet it, whether or not a piece of evidence instead of like vetting it beforehand and then releasing mm -hmm. it on social yeah. media. Yeah. Well, when I, when, when well, I have an interesting thing I can say to that, when Ty and I had interviewed Don Schmidt, who's like, I mean, he might be like the world's foremost expert on Roswell at this point. I mean, that guy knows his stuff. He's written tons of books about it. What he had said was, you know, if you go out in the desert, go out to like where, where you know, the alleged crash site was and you find a piece of metal, he's like, don't don't start writing articles about it and posting like, oh, hey, we found a piece of metal on Roswell that could be from an alien craft. He's like, go test it first and then talk about it. Like there's there's that particular aspect of this yeah, whole thing where you know people get shit. too excited right it's like I, I get i get the excitement i really really do but if it if it turns out to not be what you thought it was it it, it it's very damaging to one's credibility when it, it it shouldn't be in a lot of ways but it's just like you gotta you gotta watch your step you know what i mean you gotta just be very careful about how you go about that type of thing just based on the way people react no doubt. And even just with people that are working on projects personally, it's tough not to like talk about it when you're working on it. Dude, I <laughs> you know, know. Like on a personal level of, of the when you start working on a project that you're really excited about. <laughs> the Grays even video was finished. like, oh, it's going to be out by Thursday. And then it ended up being like Tuesday. And I was like, I'm not doing that again. I'm not doing that again. <laughs> like when I know it's done, then I'll be like, it's done. I'll just be like, Hey, working on this. This is what's next. When it's done, I'll say it's done. <laughs> you just get too amped up over it. 
No more dates. No more dates on any of that. Not happening. Not doing it anymore. Well, go ahead and plug uh, what you're working on next, dude. Uh, thanks again for co-hosting. And, um, I appreciate I'll it, man. A couple minutes. Got uh, a couple things in. Yeah. in the ringer. Um, so I'll, I'll say uh, a lot of you know that I, I parted ways from Total Disclosure. I really appreciate the time that I had with Ty and, and what we what we put together. Just there's some other things that have popped up that I would really like the chance to go do. Um, I'm going to be sort of co-hosting with Digby on his podcast. Uh, it's going to, we're not, it's, it, it's being put together and we're going to be launching pretty soon and it's going to be a little bit different. It's not going to be your average podcast because we're going to have segments. There's, it's going to be almost more like a TV show, but it's kind of like a podcast TV show hybrid. But we have some really, really cool guests, like right from the gate, which is really cool. Um, I'm going to be relaunching my podcast, Podcast Zero, uh, very soon. But like I said, I'm not going to say when until it's ready. And uh, the person I want to who who I want to be my first guest is actually in here. But um, and besides that, as far as videos, like long form, like digging deep. Uh, I'm doing kind of like this shorter form video about why I think the secret keepers are so nervous about the information getting out and like speculating on what they could actually be hiding that they don't want us to know about, like what could actually be maybe, you know, damaging to society and whatnot. But then after that, I'm doing kind of like what I did with the Greys. But I'm I'm gonna try to do something like that about about the Nordics, which is in and slash tall whites essentially. It's difficult because they look like us, so it's like I have to pull out information that really stands out because they look like humans. So it's like this is not it's not as easy as being like, oh, this person had an experience and they saw a being that had you know large black almond shaped eyes. It's like you saw a person. So it's like what what occurred that sets it apart from any other time that you saw a person, just a regular human being. So it's, it's definitely gonna be kind of challenging, but I'm looking forward to it. And the stuff I have planned after that, I'm not going to talk about yet, but I'm really, really excited for the stuff that comes after that. Actually, you guys will see, it's going to be cool. Dude, that's sick. And uh, appreciate Tom co-hosting Shane, uh, of course, man, bit, uh, as well. Everybody coming through for the space. Uh, I'm gonna keep it going for every Thursday, so I'll post up for the remote viewing the submission. We'll keep it going. I'll probably end up doing something pretty cool and special for the actual year anniversary. That was my yeah. goal when I first started. It was to be like, I'll do it for a year. Didn't really realistically think anything about it until probably like the 20th week until i was like all right let's let's see how long this can go so um <laughs> you know thanks everybody who's who's actually you know come back and submitted and kept track of it i think that's really going to be cool to to look back and and see people who have been um you know keeping track of their submissions and um you know i tried to post a lot of the the better submissions not only from tonight but historically like from the last 50 weeks, some of the good ones. And um, I'll probably go back uh, this week and just to see some of the cool ones and some of the better submissions and, and just to share it with everybody. So um, stay tuned. We've got a lot of stuff coming up. So Astro, before everybody. you go, man, um, 
I actually just want to say that if it weren't for your RV spaces, dude, I would not be where I am. Like I have these spaces to thank for the fact that I have an audience now that I've made all these friends and connections. So thank you, man. Like you've been such a huge positive influence on like my life. And I am like forever in your debt, dude, seriously. Like this, this Thursday night space situation is, is literally the backbone of like how all of this started for me, like in UFO Twitter. And I have, I have you to thank for that, man. It means a lot to me. That's awesome to hear, bro. That's really one of the reasons and really the main <laughs> reason why I do it is just the community and being able to talk and discuss this has been really cool to discover. And Twitter spaces, I think right now is the best way um, for us to interact with each other. So I'm looking forward to it, man. And if how this ends up, thanks everybody for coming by. It's been an absolute great night. Great space. Great discussion. Have a great night, everybody. Later, guys. Later.